This episode of Into the Boundary is powered by Thomas Financial Group. If you enjoy our episodes, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more exclusive content. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. How you doing? This is Wanya Green. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm Keisha Hampton. Yo, what's going on, folks? It's your boy, Abdul Rahim Laquan or Senior. I'm Dennis Shaw. I just did Into the Boundary with Lou Mobley. want to thank you for giving me the chance to come up here on this platform and tell my story. Hey, man, if you're an athlete and you're looking to get your word out, looking to get your story out. I'm up here with Lou Mobley. He's, he's doing good things over here. Get up here and get with my guy, Lou Mobley. Ah. Welcome to Into the Boundary, the podcast with no boundaries, where sports meet real life. I'm your host, Lou Mobley. And today, we are joined by all-region offensive linemen, all-PSAC selection, all-state selection, all-conference selection at both offensive line and defensive line, has six or more starts at every position on the offensive line at IUP, played in the Cactus Bowl, played for the Detroit Lions, a father, a salesman, a real estate investor, and an entrepreneur, Rory. Thomas. Long time no see, man. Yeah, man. It's been many years. Definitely many years, man. Uh, I was just on here telling my story about um, you basically being the guy that I role modeled my game after. I always say it's like the I'm finally sitting here, the, the student meets the teacher type of deal, <laughs> you know. Um, just, just, just break down your game, man, as an offensive lineman up at IUP. Man, IUP, I played. I played all the positions on the line, and you know, I mean, I, I had I had more athletic ability than most, but it's just hard worker. That's all the main thing was. It was a hard worker, and I always want everybody else to work just as hard as me. And I forced that. And then a lot of times when we stayed up, like for uh, uh, summer practices, I ran the practices. The summer workouts, I ran. Everybody knew they were accountable because they knew, well, we're, we're going to be in there. We're going to get in there. We just get it in. We feed off each other. That's why I, some of my best times was in the summer. But you could have fun just um, working hard with the guys. So hard workers definitely me. Study hard and just get after it. I, I was I was an asshole when I played. I was tough. So. Oh yeah, I know. I, I, I was just, I was just a pup to you. You know what I mean? I remember that, that vibe. Like, yo, I'm not even getting up to be a dude present type of vibe. Um, no, but uh, I just, you know, remember my first. I always say you were the first college lineman that I've seen. I was like, yo, dude is enormous. Like, dude, dude look legit. That's what a college lineman looked like. I gotta get like that. That was that. You were, you were that for me. And then to watch you be as big as you were to go out there and run the '80s test and pass. I was like, yo, I aspire to, I aspire to be. Make them because I was never great with conditioning. Yeah, I aspire to, yeah. I aspire to be like that, you know. Yeah, that was important to me, man. You had to make sure you keep your wind up because uh, football is four quarters, so and that was just as important as working out, making sure you get all your techniques and your full work film study. Get make sure you're in condition. So, no, I, I appreciate that because I know when I came in, I looked up to guys like that too, and it was it got kind of crazy because, who? Because when you came in, just know this: there was uh, all the rules came to play. You weren't allowed to do two days back to back. I wasn't there when I first came in. It was rough. Straight to two days. Wow. <laughs> I mean, straight to two days. It's none of this. You got to have three helmet practices for you can put the pads on. Nah, man. We, we reported Sunday. This is my freshman, my true freshman, straight out of high school. Reported Sunday. Had team meeting. Monday morning, we had the uh, strength, strength test. Monday morning was strength test. 
and then the um, broke for lunch. But you had afternoon was the conditioning test. So that's what that was. Then you had film, and then you had another like team walkthrough practice that evening, just like no walkthrough install. Tuesday morning, full pads. No warm up into it. Just jump out there. Full pads. Your warm up was your conditioning. That was your warm up. That was that, that was your day to warm up. You keep reported Sunday. You warmed up the next day. It was just testing. Full pads. Two days, not one. Two days. No, um, that's crazy. Just just thinking that in the times I remember you being like one of the first guys I noticed that really had like a pregame ritual. Um, I remember you having your headphones on and um, the thing you used to like uh, do the forty five plate and stuff and sit in your past pro stance like. Yeah. Just go break us down to your do your pregame ritual. That just that was my warm up. That was just to get loose to you know before I do it, I'll stretch. Um, is, first thing I'll first do is I used to always try to get like a good sweat going. So I would do pull ups, push ups, do bench, something like that, just a light workout. And then like you say, I would do get in my stands, do that while I'm listening to music, then get a good stretch and then just relax, and then just. Just try to stay loose, trying to get warmed up, because that was the thing. One thing I was on, like, you can't start slow. And I had to do more things to warm up, because that was just what my body needed at the time. Nah, man. Um, just jumping into your life, man. Tell the people where you're from and how did you, how did you grow up, your upbringing. Okay. Uh, I'm from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of uh, Pittsburgh. It's about 20 minutes north of Pittsburgh. So it's not far from Pittsburgh, but it's still out there. Little small, desolated uh, steel mill town with the poverty level super high. <laughs> I mean, for no reason, the poverty level is high, and it's just, um, I mean, it was, it was rough. It was rough growing up, just like most places that people grow up. Just because I wasn't in the inner city, there was a lot of inner city things that I had to deal with. You know, it was a black community for the most part, you know, separated like downtown, Beer Falls, with like the black community, the poverty, you get like. Uptown, like where the college was at, or further up, like they got different little school districts, Chippewa, but it's all Beer Falls because Beer Falls is kind of big, but they it's, it's weird because this is like really separated black and white. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's weird like that because people think like you go up to the other part, you think they're not in Beer Falls, but you really are. You still are. That's just the white part. So you just think you're somewhere else, but you're not. It's all the same. So, I mean, just a lot of stuff going through just with poverty and growing up in the project, because I grew up in the project, single family, had an older brother, and um, just my mom, that's it. She just, she did the best she could, and sports was our way of, our outlet. That was our way of getting away, you know, the projects I grew up in coming up. I mean, at the time of it, I didn't think it was that bad, but I know I was home recently talking to my brother, looking back, Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't let my son go there. I used to think, like, some of my friends wouldn't come down. They wouldn't be allowed to come down. I'm like, why? There's nothing wrong with this and that. Now I'm looking back, a little older, a wiser. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't let my son go down either. So, all right, I get it. Right. You know, so that that was my upbringing. And just, it's just, football always been there. Um, I never could play, like, the little termite stuff. I, I've been a big guy all my life. Me too. <laughs> like I'm not one. Of these, I'm not one of these big guys. Just like, yeah, I got big. I got the high school. I was skinny. No, that wasn't me. I was big all my life. Tall and just big. I think, I think I was in second grade, and I was like 100 pounds, like 105. Or something like that. But I was tall. 
but I was tall, so nobody knew I was that much. Unless you like, they, you know, you could tell I was that much bigger. But they all, everybody always thought I was like a fifth grade. I was like second grade. Like he's a fifth grade, but <laughs> like, now I'm the second grade. So they hear me talk, they realize like, no, he, all right, he's a kid. He's only second grade. Funny story. I remember my, I was just learning how to ride my bike. I think I was like four or five. My, I'm a big kid. So, and I just learned it. I ran this kid over, and their mom was snapping. And their mom, the little kid's mom, got mad. He's too big, her mom. My mom come over like a monster. Like, no, you don't talk to my son like this. He's only five. And the lady, like, she got all over the face. They was going out of this. The lady said, he ain't five. She said, yes, he is. And and, and everybody else was like, nah, he is. He's like, oh, okay. Five year old. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't blame her because I crush this little boy because I didn't know what I was doing. I just learned how to ride a bike and I'm wobbling and boom, just fall on this little ass kid. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I'm five, so the kid had to probably be two or three. Oh my God. But like I said, I was big, so they probably thought I was like 10. Like, he too big. Why you don't know how to ride a bike? Now it's five. That's crazy. No, just, um. so you said you've been playing sports. No, as long as you can probably remember, what was like your first introduction to football? My first introduction was to football was my mom put me and my brother in a dance, so we took tap, jazz, and ballet. And my brother, yeah, he's older; he's two years older. Hold on, I don't want to gloss over that. She put y'all in ballet, bro. Yeah, we were in dance. Come on, bro. We were in dance. I actually got pictures too. It's crazy. I she got them. I don't have them, but they got keep them put up. But nah, we were his dad's and little, yeah, I had the little outfit on and everything. I wasn't that good. They keep saying I wasn't that good. I don't know. But I don't remember. It was too long ago. But That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was in dance. A lot of people don't know that. But I was in dance, and my um, my brother wanted to play football. He was older than me. So he wanted to play. So I'm like, oh, I want to play too. So we signed up for football, and my brother was pretty good. Because, like, again, he's two years older than me. I had to be on his team because of my weight. Wow. That's a huge difference you're talking about right there. He's in fourth grade. I'm in like first. So you had to play with the older kids because of how big you were. Because of my weight. Man. They was crushing me. <laughs> they was crushing me. Because there's some athletes. There's some athletes in my hometown, man. A lot of guys didn't get a chance to make it to um, to go to the college level because they caught up the street stuff. But there's some athletes in my hometown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, our biggest rivalry, most people know who our biggest rivalry is, or they may heard of them, it's out equivalent. You know, the Rail Reavers and a bunch of they, they got a bunch of talent. We got just as much talent. It's just, our guys don't get out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of them get caught up just in the street game. They just get caught up selling drugs and that fast life, and it just never hurts. So, my point is, there was some athletes, so I'm playing with these older kids. They crush me. There's, that's a huge gap. You're talking about somewhere like that when you're younger. When you're older, it doesn't matter. When you're younger, they knew a lot more than I did. So they, they were crushing me. I was holding my own, but I was getting crushed. What was keeping you sticking with it? They said, hey, crushing you. Because they cause, because they couldn't get me all the time. They would have to catch me off guard. Because I was strong enough. Like I was holding my own against these older guys. And it's just it's just little things. I just wasn't focused all the way. Just little things just made them get over on me, or they just was that much a little bit stronger than me. So it just made me tougher. Like where I grew up at, you don't quit. You just keep going. So it was just that fight in me. It was like, nah, you better go. You ain't quitting. Punch him back. 
they gonna they gonna hit you, hit them back harder. So that was my mindset. So that's everything. My uncles, my cousins who were playing with me were crushing me or telling me, get up. I'm gonna hit you again. Like, yeah. you just knock me down. Like, you, right. you want me to get up so I can go and get another drill. But nah, it wasn't. Nah, whoop, I popped right back up. Man, you didn't do nothing, get in their face, and it was good. And that's how I started playing football. So I really didn't get a chance to play football, football, because I don't count my pop warner days, because I never, because listen, I moved up. I was always playing, at one point I was playing like three or four grade levels up because my brother kept moving up, and I had to because of my weight. And I still wasn't making weight. <laughs> you still wasn't making even still wasn't making <laughs> weight. Four, four levels up, and you still, still wasn't making weight. Come on, still man. wasn't making weight. But you was eating, bro. Like, <laughs> I was big. I, was, I just was a big kid, but I always was tall, so you never could tell how big I was because wow. I always, I always had um, height on me. But I was big, and I could move. So if I would shock people, everybody's like, "Man, if he ever gets a chance to play, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be dangerous." I just couldn't play. When you, when you first started playing, did you always start off playing O line and D line? O line. O line is where I started out. I always played O line, not even D line. I started out on offense. They moved me to defense because they wanted me to play defense. Like they forced defense on me, especially in high school, and I didn't. I didn't like it. And they tried to make me like a defensive player. I'm like, I don't want to play defense. I want to play offense. It was just something about um, playing offensive line just attracting me, just protecting people, just that instance of just knowing I got to protect. Like, hey, because I'm telling you the truth. Like in my head, when I used to play. Quarterback with my mom, running back was like my, my grandma. That's the way I used to picture it. So it was like, by any means, you're not coming through me to get to my people. Right. And everybody used to always look at me like, man, you always like, yeah, that's my running back. That's my quarterback. Because that's the way I looked at it. Because in my head, like, that's my mom. That's my grandma. I can protect them. That's, so that's the way I looked at it. So I, I just went all the way in. No, so um, by the time you got to high school, um, Beaver Falls. Yeah. They, they 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 had the eyes on you like where they hype when you came in ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Now, now let's back up. Now let's talk about. I'm coming in in ninth grade. I am six foot and a half, almost six one, two eighty. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Wow. I'm not even the biggest dude. Some too. We got people like my boy. He was like. When we came in, he was like 6'3", like 330. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we had big dudes on our team, so it was just bananas. So they were excited about our whole class, but we were rowdy. We played we played football. We played um, in basketball together. We were rowdy. So they were excited about our whole class because they was like, no, nah, these guys, these, this class is something special. We just had a bunch of athletes on there, and we stuck together, and we were tight. We came all the way up through each other. So once we all got together in junior high football, like seventh, eighth grade, and started to play together, we never played together. There were so many of us big guys that just never could play with them. We always hung out with them in school because them was our boys. Right. We never could play with them because they made the weight at the age they're supposed to be at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Like, they made the weight at the age they're supposed to be at. So we, I never played with them. It was, I wasn't the only one. There were several other big guys that never played with them. We got the eighth and ninth grade, and it all started to click. Town, coaches and school, they really get behind us. Because our team, we were we always had athletes, but they never they never clicked. They never did well. They were kind of trash because they never played together. Okay. They never played together. And then you just had so many people that just wanted to be in the streets. 
you know, they were out there trying to do high school football, but they also was out there, you know, they come to school, you'll be in school at 7.30. They was on the block all night getting it. Right. They come to school, so their mind ain't on it. They ain't got no football practice. So their mind never was on it like like it was. In my class, we were like the first class to really focus, like, no, nah, we're going to do this thing with football. Okay. So how, how did your, uh, your first year of high school go on the field? First year of high school, ninth grade still junior high football, so I, I still play junior high. And then, um, so high school, 10th grade, my first, um, I didn't start. I didn't start, which was crazy because I should have. And I didn't start because it was obvious. So, no, I didn't start because they were trying to force me to play defense. They wanted me to be some great defensive tackle. And that wasn't, I even tell them, like, I want to play offense. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, defense is where you need to be at. I'm like, this is where I need to be at. So I didn't start. They started me on defense because they thought I wanted, they wanted me to be at defense because everybody sees, like, he's athletic. Well, you see somebody athletic to move and they do all that. He should play defense, not offensive line. Like, this is back in the day. Right. Offensive line was big, fat, slow. Right. That's what they get. So they weren't used to seeing somebody, an athletic big dude that wants to play offensive line. So that was that was that wasn't heard of. So when I said I went to the offense, it was like, nah, you gotta play defense because that's where we put all these guys in. It didn't work. I didn't want to play defense. I didn't like it. They double teamed me all the time because I was big. And like, I'm like, I, I hated it. Like right. I didn't get moved. Like he wasn't gonna move me all the line. I just poof. I looked to my linebackers, you're gonna make all the tackles. I'm not gonna let they're not gonna get to you. They're gonna double team me because they don't double team me, I'm gonna trash them. So they're gonna double team me. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> so they're going double team me. I'm not gonna waste a lot of energy. I'm just gonna hold them up and make I'm presuming two bodies, sometimes three. Y'all better make these plays, and that's what happens. So, but then um I said, yeah, it was, I think it was like week four. I was I actually was quitting. I was quitting because I was so mad. Offense was doing bad, weren't doing well, because they weren't blocking. And I knew I'm like, I'm probably the best lineman out there. You guys don't want to put me office for whatever reason. I, I had no clue why they would put me out there. No clue. And it used to make me mad. Well, as I got older, I, I thought about it. I said, that might be the reason. Coach's son, back at junior high football, I played center. I always learned how to play center. I ain't played center. I played, I started playing offensive line at center. I ain't played center again until I got the IUP. They moved me. They moved me from center when I was in seventh grade. Me and the coach's son um, both played center. Of course, he's older than me, so he started. But he got hurt one game. I'm a seventh grader. We were trash. I mean, we were losing every game. You couldn't run the ball or nothing. He got hurt one game. Had to sit out. I played and won. And it was a good team, too. We won. All of a sudden, we had a running game and all this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he went in center start, so he was smart. He was like, all right, no, you're going to make a rule. You're going to tackle it. Put me a tackle. And I played tackle. I played tackle all the way through junior high, all the way up to high school. So, so um, you just tell it. You were saying after the fourth game. Yeah, yeah. In high school, and after the fourth, this is my sophomore year, my tenth grade year. I wanted to quit because they just weren't playing me, and I was mad. We played against our rival, Alaquipa. I didn't play, and I'm mad because I'm like, man, these guys out here acting like they scared to play. Put me in, like I'm, I'm ready. I know, I know the plays. I know everything, and then. Um, I don't know what made him think that, but I didn't show up to practice that Monday because I was going to quit. I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, no, nah, go ahead. You quit, and then what we'll do is, because I got family in Alaquipa, 
So she was like, we go up there and play for them. I'm like, all right. And I was going to quit. And then the coach called me that money and was like, yo, where you going? I'm like, man, you don't, you're not playing me. I told y'all I need to play offense. Y'all acting like y'all don't want to do that. So mm. I'm not playing no more. I'm not, I'm not going to be sitting around here just wasting. Like, I'm trying to get, like, I just told you my background. Like, I'm trying to get out of here. My only way out of there, when I'm in high school, this is my mind. My only way out is sports. That's my only way out. I have to get I have to get a scholarship. Single family mom. She can't afford college. Right. I have to get a scholarship. If I don't get a scholarship, I'm not leaving. I'm be just like everybody else sitting on this block. Talking about, oh man, I wish I could have, should have. So I have to get a scholarship. You're messing that up, so I gotta go. Like that was my mindset. At that age, that was my mindset. Like you're messing this up. I Tip gotta Tip go. Tip Ray. Like, cause Ooh. I knew. Man, man, I grew up rough, man. So I knew, like, I had to get out of there. And I always was smart. I always was smart at school. Most people, they were good in athletes, but they didn't have the academic side. I took honors classes and got easy. I always was smart. So that was easy for me. The academic side was there. So there's no excuses. All I had to do is just get focused and perform. That's what everybody used to tell me. Listen, you have the grades. You take honor classes and you get a strong honor roll. So you got to just focus and work hard. And that's what I did. I focused and I worked hard. And they were in my way. He called me. He's like, no, 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 this. And I, he was like, come back and practice right now. You're, 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 you're a tackle. We're moving you to tackle. Because I guess they thought about it. And I've been on. I was in practice. I'm in their ear. And a dude that was in front of me, he knew that. Because he was, we're in the same grade. They got him playing offensive tackle. He's better at defensive line. And they got me playing defensive line. I'm better at offensive line. So you got to switch. And he's been telling them that. And we've both been telling them that. But they wouldn't do it. Wow. In that fourth game, they finally listened. We went on a winning streak because he was crushing at the end. They put him. They put him in because he was a little smaller. So they, they put him in. I still play defense, but they put him in too. We both were in there, and I played offense. And man, we were crushing. We went on a winning streak, went to the playoffs, and everything turned around. So that 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 was that. And then that ever since then, it's been on. I'm like, yo, you just show me. We just keep going. I just kept going from there. Did y'all build on that junior year? Yeah, we built on that junior year. No, we actually took a step back junior year. Took a step back junior year. Um, we had a decent, we had a decent record. I think we finished above five hundred. We did not. We missed the playoffs. We lost the last game of the season. We missed the playoffs, so we didn't make the playoffs. And um, our coach got fired. Head coach got fired. They brought some new coaches in, and they were like Geneva College is right in um, Beaver Falls. That's a little local college. So these guys came from there. So they were college coaches. Like Geneva College was NAI at the time, but they were college coaches. So they you know they know a lot more than your regular high school coach. Your gym, your gym teacher. <laughs> you got Coach Murray's offensive line coach. He heard all the hype about me because this time I'm getting recruited heavy. Like you know what I mean? I mean big time D1 schools recruit me heavy. I got invited to the Nike camp. Like Nike camp is like everybody now. They're like, oh, unarmor. It wasn't that back when I was in high school. It was only a Nike camp. You had to be invited only, and they only did like 20 around the country. And I had to drive to Penn State. I drove the, we had, I drove to Penn State for that one. You had to drive, yeah, because they only did 20 around the country. You just had to go to that location. It was invite only. So I got invited to that. So this coach came. He just was showing me a lot of stuff. I didn't know how to kick slide. I didn't know how to do none of that stuff. All that stuff that you know you know how to do, that you was like, like yeah, I looked up to you. I didn't know how to do None of that. Bro, you was the teacher, bro. I had to learn, yeah, bro. Man, I, I mean, none of that. And I know how to do that. He came in, 
he showed me a couple things, and he was like, no, you got to do it like this and that, because he heard, he was like, no, I heard about you. I know, like, because I'm recruited heavy. He's like, no, nah, you going to this camp? I'm like, no. No, I just got to get with you and work with you. And and that's what we did, man. And, and my technique just got crazy. But the craziest thing, and this is when I knew that I really wasn't strong, they had a strength, coach, strength test when they first came in. I remember these are all from college. They were all played. And they were like uh, graduate assistants, but they were like, oh, we coach at the high school and run it. Yeah. Why not? We're right here at the local high school. So that's what they did. They all came down to coach the local high school. And um, we did the – they just wanted to see where everyone was at. So we did the test for the, uh, the weights. So we put on the, um, the bench. I put on 185. They looking like, are you warming up? I'm like, no, I'm ready. And then look at like – Hey, he joking, man. He joking. Not this dude. Because hey, they look at Listen, I'm getting heavy recruited. They know this. They're like, not this dude that everybody's calling about. 185. Are you serious? Man, I get up there. They, they, they were struggling with it. <laughs> struggling with it. Got it up one. Hit it. And they were looking like, are you serious? I'm like, what, man? We don't know how left man get out of here. I don't care about that. See me on the field. Can't nobody see me on the field. This is D-line coach looking at me. No, yeah, he was a linebacker coach. He looking at me like, they're all this hype over him? Yeah. And he can't even do this? I'm like, wait till we get on the field. But they see me because they we, we play, like, our high school games are at the college. We don't have our own field. So our high school games at the college because, like, our, our school actually gives the college money. So we play there. So it feels, like, really nice. They got this in there. So high school, so they actually see me play, but it just it didn't dawn on them like this like he's really that raw. Like the old line coach, he used to come to I remember Coach Murray, remember to this day, he's like, You're so raw. He's like, This is scary. Mm. I'm looking at him like, what do you mean? He's like, You do what you do, and you you don't know tech, you didn't know technique, you don't know how to live, you don't know how to do nothing really. You're just I said, Yeah, it's just natural. That's crazy. <laughs> like it, it was, it, it, like, it was like yeah, it was just, Crazy. it was just natural, you know. And that's, and then that helped put that foundation in there. Help, he helped me out a lot that senior year as far as um, developing my game, so know what to expect when it comes to like technique, because he was big on that. Like, because I used to, I mean, in high school I was dominating. I was dominating people in college too, but high school I was, at that point it was my senior. I'm dominating people as opposed to so. My feet work was trash, but I'm dominating you, so it didn't matter. Right. But he used to correct me, like, no, wrong hand. I'm like, but you block. He's like, I understand that. I'm teaching you for the next level. Everybody's not going to be like that. You're going to get some better competition. They're not going to be like that. You're not just going to be able to just to block them. I'm like, all right. He's like, stay on your track. Stay on your track. And he just started to steal that in my head. And I remember all that, and I did it. And it actually made it easier. I'm like, this is easier. He's like, yeah, offensive line is not supposed to be hard. You got to make sure you get on your angles. It's going to be easier. He's like, it'll get harder again as you move up and you get to the next. Because all you tell him, when you get to the next level, you'll see him talk about it. You'll appreciate why I'm on you about staying on your track. He taught his zone blocking. The first time I got taught zone blocking, like the bucket step. Like when he first told me, you got to, you would say you got to lose ground to gain ground. Like Cat was the first person who taught you that. Yeah. He taught me that. I'm like, what? That don't make sense. Like, what? I'm supposed to push the defensive guy off the ball. Why I got to move backwards to go forward? People don't know that. People don't play offensive line. They have no clue what we talk about right now. They're like, what? What's that mean? Like, nah, like, that's important. You have to do that stuff, especially on 
what depending on what A we were going to do or the sweep or whatnot. So he taught me that. So that that was good. So yeah. So just talk a little bit about um some of the the colleges that were recruiting you that were interested this senior year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I had that Maryland and then the local schools, Pitt and like Cincinnati. I had, I had like a lot of a lot of like the bigger local schools that were out there. Um, Maryland offered a, a scholarship. I went down there during my senior year for a visit. It was an unofficial visit, right? I went down there for an unofficial visit, and um, my coach, my mom never drove, so one of my coach, my pop Warner coaches, he was like a mentor. He had like local little Christian group. He took me down there, and which was crazy because this is when I really knew because I didn't know. I just like they were inviting me to a game, and they was writing hand letter notes like, "Yo, come down to the game, come check this out." And I'm like, "I can't. There's no way you're not. You don't drive." I'm always like, "No, we're gonna make it happen." So she called Dave, and Dave was like, "Yeah, I'll take them down." Like, "Yeah, they got free tickets and everything. We just need somebody to get them down there because it's not an official visit." But they've been calling. They really wanted me to come down to see a game. Like, they really wanted me to come see a game. So I'm like, all right. So I went down there. You know, there's a bunch of recruits there that day. And they were, you had to sign in, sign your little name in. And then this was the craziest part of me because, like I said, I'm from a small town. And, um, like, I, it's never, none of this stuff never, I, ne- I never knew. Like, my family, my brother was the first male in my family to graduate high school. That's crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's my brother. He's the first male in my family to graduate high school. Now, the other ones, they got GEDs or they got their diploma, like, in some type of juvenile detention center. You know what I mean? So, to me, that don't count. Right. Like, yeah, like my one uncle, he got his GED because they made him go. They say, you're going to go to jail or you go to the Army. He said, all right, go to the Army. The Army said, oh, you got to have a GED. He said, all right, give me the test. And he took it right then and there and passed it. Wow. So, wow. So, and there's wow. like, there's not no, there's the people in my family are smart. It's just everybody, people make, it's just my community in general. There's a lot of smart, intelligent people there just make bad decisions and they get sucked into the little, um, little tunnel. So, what was that? What was he talking about? He was at Maryland. It was the yeah, first time you I was at Maryland and my coach, and he was showing me there. And I, I'm telling people my name. I don't say it loud. I'm like Rory Thomas. And the coach was talking to somebody else. He runs over to me. He left the the recruit he was with. Left him. Left him. Rory. I said, yes, sir. We've been waiting for you. I'm like, okay. Hey, how you doing? Everybody's looking at me because he's like super excited. He's like, we'll wait for you. Come on. Because it was Ralph. Ralph Region at the time with the head coach. Come on. Coach wants to meet you. He's in his office. I'm like, all right. I go meet the head coach, talk with him for a little bit. He's like, yeah, yeah. They're sizing me up. That's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, team's down there warming up. He's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go down there. I got to go. I'm going to talk to you more. I'll talk to you after the game. He said, but I got to get the team ready. Hopefully, we get this win so you can get a chance to see this win. I'm like, oh, okay. He said, go, go see the O-line coach and the offensive coordinator waiting on you. I'm like, okay. So I go see the O-line coach and the offensive coordinator. And we're all talking. I'm like, yeah, we'll see you after the game. All this and that. And then I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm not thinking that. No, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, I seen the way they did that, but they probably doing this to everybody. They ain't doing it. It's just for me. Right. But the, the, uh, my mentor who I was with, Dave, he peeped it. He peeped everything. Dave's a white guy, but he always helps out. Dave Vion is a great dude, one of my one of the good mentor of mine. And um, I always talk to him to this day. But he peeped it early. When we were sitting at the game, he was like, 
did you see the way they was acting? I'm like, yeah, but they were doing that. He's like, no, they weren't. Mm. He said, no, they weren't. He said, they want you. He said, they, he said, they want you. They're interested. He said, I won't be surprised. They offer you. I'm like, no, nah, they're not going to offer me. And uh, I'm sitting there. We're doing that. And then um, game's over. I get in there, meet a couple players, talk to the coaches. They won. I was like, oh, yeah, it was a good win. And they just playing Duke, I think, at the time. So they won. It was a good win. And then uh, we were talking. And the coach was like, yeah, so we'll get you come back up next semester. I got a full scholarship for you, and we just want to do this. We just get you going. What you think? You think you can play here? I think you'll be a great addition for us. I'm like, I'm just all in. Like, yeah, because they set me up. They had this gorgeous girl to make sure she was sitting by me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of that's part of that recruiting man. That recruit, they 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 know what to do. They put they, a gorgeous what? girl there. You. What? What? They had, they, had, they had this black girl sitting by. I'm like, oh, she. Man, she's like, I'm like, dang, she's, whoo. you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, yeah, help me, like, talk to me. She's sitting beside me doing the games, like, no, I'm going with you. And and that's another thing that he made people, too, because he was like, ain't no one else got nobody sitting with them or nothing like that. Like, there's other ones, but she stuck with me the whole time. There was, like, people there, that, you know what I mean, to help out the recruits, but she stuck with me the whole time. He's like, yeah, well, coach, come on, coach, what's your time down? And everything like this, we got on the field and all that. I'm like, He's like, what you think? I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Y'all got, y'all got a spot for me. I'm in. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm cool. So he's like, man, we'll be in touch. And they were. They were in touch all the time. Came to a couple games. And I just had a bunch of people, man. Like, Wisconsin was calling me all the time. Like, I know they that coach, that offensive line coach, I don't remember his name. He was calling me. Like, it was like after high school games my senior year, you know, people go out and party. One, I'd be tired because I used to give it on my all. But uh, I had to rush home because it was I didn't have a cell phone then, so we had to rush home because I knew they were calling me. Wisconsin. Yeah, I knew coaches were calling me after the game. I know the one game I thought I had an okay game. I'm like, man, it was okay. We lost. I'm like, I ain't do too well. Is that? He's like, no, I thought you did pretty good. I'm like, how do you know I did pretty good? He's like, oh, I was at the game. I'm actually at Pittsburgh Airport right now, I'm getting ready back so we get to our game. I'm like, damn, oh, damn. Oh, okay. So y'all, so y'all really out here today? Like I don't be knowing. I be like, man, I just gotta play. Right. You know, and that's probably that's probably why they did that. They probably do that often to a lot of. So no two people that are in high school are listening to this. They're watching, even though they might not tell you. They're watching, and they they have no problem coming out watching and leaving and not even saying anything. It's crazy because in my opinion, I don't think they come to any games nowadays because of like YouTube, YouTube, Huddle, all these little yeah. streaming services. Kids are uploading. Two game highlight tapes like it's yeah, nobody's business right now. I didn't think about that because you didn't have that back then. You had to get that good old BTS. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So just just tell me what happened in the recruiting process that that you end up at IUP. The SAT school. SAT school. I remember, remind you, like I said, I always stayed above. I always was on honor roll. Took AP class, CP classes, the honors classes. Took all the advanced classes, but. A standardized test like that crushed me. I get like my mom said that. Actually, my mom years later actually told me after I was at IUP, she told me she was like, "Yeah, you never did well with like little standardized tests. Even that like at the end, you know, at the end of school coming up, they give you like little hour tests. When I was there, that's what it used to be called. You know, test. She's like, yeah, you used to bomb them. I'm like, well, no one ever told me. She's like, yeah, because the teachers and everybody was like, he knows all the work. Like this doesn't make sense. So we just ignored it. And they just kind of push you through. 
that didn't push me through because I did all the work. Okay. They just, just back then, like now you get money for standardized tests. You didn't get money for that stuff back then. So they didn't care. Like they used to tell us, like, no, this test don't matter. They're, they're biased. You don't really got to do it. It's just something that we have to do. You know what I mean? So a lot of times you didn't take them serious. Okay. So I never took them serious. And then plus I just didn't do well because you're talking about testing every day, all day for a week. Mm. You can't do that to kids. Like now they do it smarter because I know my son, he still, he does them. And um, they spread it out over like a month. Like you might have, you might only do tests like for two periods this day and that's it. And they relax. They they don't do it. They do it better now. But when I was in school, no. You get all done that week, the whole day, the whole time. So it, it was terrible. You just didn't, yeah, you didn't have it. So you didn't have the SAT scores to go to these school. I didn't have the score to qualify for D1. I didn't have the score to qualify for anybody. I think um, my score was, you needed a 720. I think I scored real high in the math. I didn't, I didn't do too well in the vocabulary. I think my, my score at the time, I was like a seven higher or something. I was close, but I wasn't there. And that was frustrating because <clears throat> I had a lot of schools. And I had like Akron. Like Akron offered me a full scholarship, which is um, D1. And I had a bunch of schools like offering me that came in afterwards. But IUP, my mom made me go to IUP. I ain't going to tell you no lie. Because like, I had some big-time schools like Maryland, a couple of other schools. They were asking me to go to a prep school. If they didn't explain it to me, I probably went. But they didn't explain it to me. Yeah. You know, most of the time they be thinking like, oh, everybody knows what prep school was. And I, I, man, I, I'm from the projects. I don't know none of this. Like, right. none of, I have no clue. So all you told me is like prep school is a military school. Just go there and, and, and then you get in there. And I'm like, what? Military? I'm not going there. Right. That's all I heard. I'm not going. I'm not going there. <laughs> no. That's all they had to do, explain to me what it was. And they just explained it to me out of there. But no one explained it to me. I was ignorant, man. Right. I was ignorant. I was like, I can tell you a lot. I was ignorant. My family, we didn't know. And we didn't know about like, what recruit process. I was I was the guinea pig. I was the first one. Like, we didn't know what to do. So it just was weird. So nobody explained that to me. So I didn't know what it was. And then um, uh, big guy, Coach Signetti, and he him, him, he was always coming down, coming down to the school, offense quarter coming down. Camp wasn't the run camp at that time was the running backs coach. So the O-line coach was Beige. He used to come down to the school. They used to call, like, oh, yeah, where are you coming for a visit? Where are you coming for a visit? And I used to spit him. Spit him, huh? Because you didn't want to go? My, I mean, I'm getting ready. I just told him, get recruited heavily. I just Division told, one. I just told you my experience at Maryland. All right, but, like, you know you ain't got the SATs now. I wasn't trying to hear that. So I you- wasn't trying to hear that. I just was spitting him. And it was I wasn't spending them just because I wanted. I was spending them because I was mad and depressed. I'm like, my whole thing was like, I did everything right. I took all the classes they said I needed to take to qualify. I'm on honor roll with AP and CP classes, like, and they're like this stupid thing. Like, you serious? Like, this is this is the only thing that's really gonna hold me back. And, and uh, I just was, oh yeah, yeah. I probably was depressed. Now thinking, sitting back, thinking about knowing. Yeah, I definitely went through a time of depression, but she made me. My mom was a strong woman. She always was there. She made me go to IUP. She told me the coach called and was like, yeah, we want him to come up. He's not giving us a date. He keeps telling us he'll get back to us. And because um, one of the coaches, the receivers coach, was actually from the neighboring town in Brighton. So he just, he he jumped on us like, nah, I get him. His mom's there. 
I, he called around. He knew a couple people knew my mom, so he's like, "No, nah, yeah, you know, John, all this." So that happened. He he made the he made the connection to some other people. The Stevens was like, "I'll get him. I'll lock him up. Don't worry about it." And yeah, he did. He talked to my mom, and my mom said, "No, we're coming. What day? Okay, well, this Saturday. I come in like, oh, we're going to IUP for your visit next Saturday. No, next Friday. So take tell here's your note. Take it to school. What? Who made this? I did. Okay. What am I going to say? <laughs> no, no, not going to argue with her. So that's what happened. I went to IUP and we go right and skip right into IUP. My visit, my visit was crazy. You know, because like you said, when I first went there, I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. So I go on my visit. My boy B Hunt was my host. Um, he, he, he was my host. So He's a nice dude, great dude. Behind right now, works for the Steelers, big scout, IP guy. But um, he was my host. He tried to take me to church on on my visit. He tried to take me to church because he because he told me, man, I'm talking to you this day. And I'm when he's come out, make sure he watches it. But he tried to take me to church on my visit because they told him all types of crazy stuff. Like John was listening to what people was telling him. Like it's the coach who was helping recruit me. He was listening to what these old people that he knew. Knew about my mom and like, nah, he was in a church because I was in a church, but I ain't been in church in like years. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm totally different. Like, they don't really know me like that. So they like, nah, nah, yeah, nah. He's he gonna be cool. He's gonna play one of the video games. And be like, I don't play video games. No, I don't want to go to church. And and he's like, but well, he was cool. He was like, listen, I really don't know, but I'm going to this church because he was serious. I'm going to this church thing, but I'm going to let you. I got somebody for you to go out. It's a party. I'll meet you at the party afterward. I'm like, all right. He's like, it's up to you. You come down. I'm like, I'm not going. There. He's like, I didn't think you would. They told me that you would, but I, I didn't think you would. I'm like, all right, cool. So he went to the church thing, and I went with uh, who happened to be my roommate later, LeBron. Um, LeBron McCoy. I went with him. He was a sophomore receiver. That shady, shady brother? That shady's older brother. Yeah, shady's older He was brother. tough? Man. Wait till we get to talk about IEP stories. I'll tell you some stories about him. Yeah, yeah, he was ridiculous. But yeah, so I went with him, went to a party. And I had fun, man. I met him. Like he went to he went to um, Valley Forge, I think military academy. And like he doesn't have the grades, so he should he should be a D1 athlete. Then I met this other cat was this transfer from um, Penn State named Neil Wood. Neil crazy. Linebackers crushed there, but I met him. He's like, Yeah, yeah, we do all this. He was all hype and all this. I'm like, All right, cool. And I met him. And I met another offensive lineman. His name's Big Kai. He, he transferred Pitt. Like, I'm meeting like all these big time D1 black dudes, big time D1 players. And you got the guys that just came there, but like, Nah, I should have went, but I had grades. So I felt, I felt, I felt comfortable. Like, so man, we all rejects. <laughs> We're all rejects. We're all here, and that, that's the way it was. But it was, it was cool. But we all had. But what really drew me in, everybody had the same common goal of trying to win a championship. And I and I remember, I remember sitting there after I'm going there and talking with them in there. You know, I first got there, I wasn't cocky. I just was standoff, just like man. And I'm walking the campus. I'm like, this is big. Mm-hmm. Like I like I didn't realize how big like I'm not taking that back because I went to IEP before I see how big it was but I still I just was on going D one I'm like all right I met some of the players I'm like all right man. I gotta do something I, I could deal with this and then 
remember my boy Kareem. You remember Kareem? You Trump? Kareem the Drill. That's my that's my old head. Man, man. Kareem, we were recruits at the same time. <laughs> Kareem was always on the fact that he went to Woody High. They were a powerhouse in high school. You always yeah. heard Kareem the Dream running all over everybody. So I knew <laughs> I didn't know him, but I knew of him. He knew of me. We both went to the champion. We both played high school that year, championship. And then um, yeah, so we we kind of knew each other. We had uh, I'm looking at him. And because he was a big time recruit, I knew he was. He knew I was a big time recruit, and we talking about we telling our stories. And he said that, you know, what I mean, I'm offensive line. He he a running back. I looked at him and one time. I'm like, are you coming? He was like, yeah, I think so. I said, yeah, you come, come. And that's and that's what happened. You know, what I mean, we had we had a bond. We was at the party together. We said that at the party, and we ended up coming there together. So when you got there, was it everything you expected? You built this camaraderie with all these different guys. You and Kareem commit basically the same time. Yeah. When you got there, was it? Did it just start clicking right away? Nah, nah. We talk football. Yeah, football with the guy with the yeah. with your teammates. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as as far as getting to know them, yeah, it clicked right away. It clicked right away. You had a couple upperclassmen that wanted to play upperclassmen. I wasn't with that shit. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying, they were, they were trying to be like, man, oh. they try that hazy crap. I'm like, listen, I carry your pads, but I'm not, I'm not with all the hazy. We'll fight, we'll tear this thing up. Bottom line, you got the raw one. We're not, I'm not having that. So, they, and they respect it. They respect it. But they, I think they respect it because on we get on the practice field, and I already see, because I, I mean, I remember my, my senior year, these college coaches came in. So, I'm seeing that. They take me up to the little local college, but we, the local college up there, watch them do spring ball. I'm seeing fights. I'm like, oh, this is how this happened in practice? Yeah. So in my head, I'm ready for that already. I'm used to it. I'm like, all right, I see that. I'm like, all right, so this is what they're going to be doing. This is the type of stuff they're going to be doing. So I remember this was uh, first day of camp. Uh, we go past. It was like the second string linebacker. Come on, I'm running with the threes. Twos and threes. Mostly threes. And then I'm working my way up. Yeah, um, but um, this, this second string linebacker, trying to make a name for himself. Talk about, oh, yeah, bro. You ain't gonna do this. Ain't no freshman gonna do this. Okay, white dude, come up, boom, demolished him quick. True freshman, like I'm, I'm not even strong yet. I'm looking at him like you don't want this, man. This say, this say what you want. Trust me, this is not what you want. Demolished him, right? He come up. He uh, so he pushed me. <laughs> I'm from the projects. Put your hands over me. So you put your hands over me. My first instant was hit. I begin we got helmet up. It's all fight, big big fight breakout. Defense, that's when defense came rushing me. And the offensive line, he came in. Boom, he came rushing me. It was like, nah, come on. And the offensive linemen, and then I like the running backs, they started loving me. It's like, nah, nah. We like, yeah, we got a young one. He's ready. He's with, yeah. he's with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they was hype. He's with that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hype, man. It was hype. Like, yeah, we got one now. What? What? He ain't with that. Nah. Get out of here. They knew he was a bum. They knew he was a bum because he wasn't trying that with them. Yeah. So he was trying that with me. He was like, nah, he ain't with that back up. Yeah. And then just multiple fights happened after that. I mean, I've been, I was in so many fights. I remember Signetti, he um, <laughs> he grabbed by the face mask one time. I didn't think he liked me. My freshman year, I did not think he liked me. He grabbed by the face mask. I was like, you can't fight. I'm going to send your ass back to Beaver Falls. And <laughs> Why is that his voice? Oh my god! Oh, that's his voice, man. That's his voice. He's like an old grandpa. I'm gonna see your ass back to Beaver Falls, Rory. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. The old 
my coach is loving it. Camp is the running back's coach. He's loving it. They're all loving it. And I'm thinking, like, man, he don't like me. But, nope, he made sure I knew. That's my guy. Every time I said, that's my guy. Hey, Rory. Good job, buddy. <laughs> he had this ring. He used to have this big ring on his finger. He would knock you upside your head with it, right? Not hard. It's a pop. Helmet or no helmet. Helmet just give you a little buzz. You can hear it. Bing. Like, ah, oh, come on, coach. Yeah. And you don't got a helmet on, man. That thing be like, damn, come on, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you cracking me with this ring. But then, so we, we used to do that, man. I used to get it that. What, what, what was he like? What was uh, Coach Tanelli? What was Big Guy like? <sighs> big Guy, you talking about players coach? That's all he he was a player coach. Big Guy cared about, he cared about the program because he built the program. Big Guy, big guy was Joe Pop of IUP. He built this program on his back. So he built the program up to where it was at. IUP was always, back since the early 90s, he's always been a powerhouse because of him. He's always been a head coach. So he built this. He built this program up on his back. He was a player's coach. Only thing he always said, his only rule was, "Don't lie to me. Tell me the truth, and I'll help you." And that would work anything. I know there's there's some things that happen out. If he was anything, he'll come out. There's a story that um, somebody got caught with some drugs or something. Coming to the office, the big guy just telling, "Just tell me the truth. <laughs> what's going on?" He tells him the truth. Tells what's going on. No problem. Thanks for telling me the truth. Called a couple lawyers. We'll get a handle for you. His model was like, he's old school. Like, he's old school football. He he was head coach at WVU. You know what I mean? Like that's what Signetti Jr. where he took over. He used there for that, right? Yeah. He went to WVU because his dad was the head coach at the time. Okay. That's why he's at WVU. He said his dad was the head coach at the time. So he was head coach there, got cancer. Him and um what's the Florida State's old time, their head coach? Bowery. Is that his name? Florida State's coach. Their football coach. I'm trying to think. Sorry to be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That J- coach. Jimbo Fish? No, nah, not Jimbo. Not, not, not all these younger dudes. Older dude. Older he dude. retired. Hold yeah. On. They were tight, though. They were tight. They were tight. Yeah. So he ran that program. Like, that's how he got a lot of these. Because he was at D1, and they knew he only got D2 because he had cancer, and he, and he stopped coaching. And he went to IUP after that. And he just stayed there. But, um, so he, he always, he had that plug with the, uh, the D1 transfers. So people would come out, they mess up, they be like, you know, you see last chance you, you see all the people going to these JUCOs. Nah, man, they got to pull them D2. They're going to pull them in D2 all the time. You used to pull them guys all the time. The JUCOs be trying to get them like, nah, you need to come to JUCO, you get back to D1. He'll get them in their ear, be like, nah, come here, you can make it to the league. Look who we sent to the league. They used to come. You know what I mean? He's a power line. My, my who, freshman year. Who's some of the guys that he sent to the league while we here? Um, just just one. When I was there, it was um, LeBron McCoy. Uh, this, this is my year. LeBron McCoy went. He was drafted seventh round to Cardinals. Um, boy, Mike Jemison, he was a running back. He went to the, the Giants, undrafted free agent. Chris Griffin. Linebacker went to Kansas City Chiefs. Um, uh, Andrew Battle, defensive end, outside linebacker, went to Detroit Lions. I'm missing some. There's some more too. No, yeah. that's dope, man. That's enough. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I think I've seen pictures. I just, you know, they, yeah. I, they never came back when I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm missing some too. But we, we had, we had a lot of good athletes there. A lot of good athletes that just went there. There's just so many more. 
other IUP players that played that went into the sports world, but they're doing something else. You know what I mean? Like, I'm one boy B. Hunt. He's with the Steelers on the scout side. And then, like, Kevin Wido. You remember Wido? Yeah. Wido, now, he was with ESPN doing scouting, but now he's with the Baltimore Ravens on the scouting department. So there, there's, a, there's a lot of IEP guys that I played with that are even before then that just get to the IEP camaraderie at football that are out there doing things in, like, sports still football. Like in the NFL, not not just not just players, as in like, in the back office, the scouts, or so many more out there. Scouts are out there. Older scouts are still scouts. They played IU football back in the early '90s or in the '80s. They're still in the NFL scouts. So IUP rings rings bells, man. So you definitely and that was the thing he used to sell to the big guys, the B one guys, or even guys like myself. He sells on because I remember going in there. When I said my mom was on it, I remember that. That's the one thing I do remember. I'm always I'm always on it. She was uh like, Yeah, yeah, we got a full scholarship for him and all that. And I was like, Okay, so what does that include? We need to break all this down. That include books? Yes. Does that include meals? Yes. That includes room? Yes. That includes tuition? Yes. And she looks at me, she's like, Is that covered about everything? I said, Yeah, books, everything, all right. Techno fees, all that, all that. she's like, Yeah, all that's included. I'm like, Okay, all right. And she was there. That's crazy. And I was there. And I was there for years. She was she was on that. But that was a big guy. That was his thing. Like, you can make it from here. You give up. You come in. You put in the work. You put in the time. I'm going to surround you by some good guys that are serious about it. Because you had a lot of guys up there that they were just like, I'm just, they didn't care about school. So they were like, I'm just trying to go to the NFL. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because you're at a D2 school. And you got guys really thinking like that. Right, right. Yeah. I but when that. I played up there, you had a lot of guys up there. They weren't taking the school serious, so yeah, that, that, that was good. So, so your freshman year, um, did you end up redshirting your freshman year? I got redshirted my freshman year. I didn't think I was gonna get redshirted because back to that camp, that first camp, like I said, that was the worst camp in my life. It was the worst camp in my life. Why, why was it the worst? Two days, man. You start out two days, you get to college. Like you remember, this is two thousand two. This is two thousand two. This is summer 2002. This is my true freshman year coming into camp. And um, you go straight into two days. Straight into two days, straight and hitting and stuff like this. And it was intense. It was hot. It was terrible. And then, like, the uh, upperclassmen, offensive linemen were going down with cramps. Oh, man. And the O-line coach, I remember this. He came back from afternoon practice. My boy B. Hunt, he went down with cramps. He was out for a while. A couple other ones. The O-line coach came to me. I'm I'm half dead, tired, tired. I'm tired. Coming to the meeting room, he looks at me. He's laughing. He's like, "You tired?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You better wake up." I said, what? He said, "You better wake up because I'm gonna test your manhood today. You're taking all the reps." <laughs> True freshman. True freshman. Did you get the playbook then? Did you understand the playbook? No, no. I just was going. I just knew zone. Go here. Listen to listen to. I was listening. Upperclassmen were teaching me. They were helping me. So they were telling me, "What do you do? This play, you got to do this. You got to do that." I'm like, "All right." What you was playing freshman year? Tackle. Left tackle. Did I play tackle? They had me at guard. They had me at tackle. I played tackle. They had me at. um, At that time, we didn't do left and right. We did tight and um, tight and split. So I was always the tackle to the tight end side. So you flip flop. All depends on which side the strong side was. The tackle flip flop. How did you like that? I didn't mind because now that's why when, it, when we, we, we only did that I think one year 
and then we went back to the regular way. That way it was easy for me to go back and forth because I had to flip flop anyway. So I had to learn how to get into a left handed stance or a right handed stance because you flip flop so much. Just always had a tight end there. But once you take tight end away, not only tight ends moving, you're standing on that side. It was easy. Like, all right, just put on whatever side you want. I can go to the left side too because I was used to doing that. That's tough. Yeah. Mind you, I, I copied this whole part of your game. Yeah. I, I was ambidextrous with the yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta be able, you gotta be able to yeah. go both sides. So I mean, go both sides playing tight tackle that time. And, uh, no, no, not during that camp. I started out. I slept. I stepped. I stayed at tight tackle after the camp. But during that camp, I played guard. Okay. I came in playing guard. Yeah, I came in playing guard. So you were you were saying that you didn't think you were gonna get redshirted? I didn't think I was gonna get redshirted because they went down and like they went down early and the whole camp. I ran with the ones. I ran with the. I, well, I knew it was the one. I was thinking I was gonna be two. So I, I ran with the ones, twos, and threes. That took all the reps. When you say you're taking all the reps, he meant that. <laughs> <laughs> what was you weighing when you went into college? Probably two ninety five. I was. I was three. I was just under three hundred. Just under three hundred. I remember my because um, I went up to IEP early. To train after high school, like I graduated in May, I was at IUP like June fifteenth. Mm. You know what I mean for like some type of little program they had me in because the coaches wanted me up there to train. And then I remember, I remember my um, after basketball season was over my senior year of high school because I played basketball. Um, I was like, I can't wait. I'm going to college. I got to do like there's, some, there's these guys up here. I already seen them already. Like, these guys are very serious, right? There's, there's this linebacker from Penn State that's serious and wrecking shop. I got to make sure I'm ready. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got to make sure I'm ready. So I used to think, like, no, nah, I got to put away. I got to get to at least 305. And I tried to get that, and they got me up there. That's probably one of the reasons why they put me up there. They put me in this program somehow. Like, how oh, are you going to this program? I'm like, why are you doing this? You're going to the program, but it was actually a couple full players they put in there that they just wanted to keep. Close, yeah. That's it. Just the guys they thought that they could play right away. They wanted to keep close so you could learn the system. Right. So all that summer, I stayed up there with the guys, got acclimated with football, and learned the system. So I actually knew a little bit more of the playbooks by the time camp came around than the other freshmen came in. Because a lot of freshmen, when we came in together, they thought I was upperclassmen already. Because right. I knew some of them. I know I just got here in the summer. Right. I just graduated. Just like you. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. But now they got hurt, so I ran with, I did all the reps. So I wasn't sure. Like I knew I wasn't gonna start above them because they just knew so much more than me. Not that they were they were better than me. At that time they definitely were better than me, but they just knew so much more than me. So I knew it wasn't gonna start, but I'm thinking like, I'm not gonna red shirt. When he's gonna go down, I'm going in. Right. And then but um Signetti at right at the end, he um he he said, You're gonna be a traveling red shirt. Like, what does that mean? He said, you're going to practice with us. You're going to do everything we're going to do like you play. You prepare the game, prepare every week like you're going to play. If we don't need you, we're not playing you. I'm not going to waste your red shirt year. Because my I went back. I told you I wasn't strong. And he's like, your job is to get strong. I want to get you in the weight room. We're going to show you how to lift. We're going to show you how to do everything. And uh, Mike Mann, you remember Mike Mann? The, the, Mike Mann, the running back. Yeah, the dad. The, the dad. Yeah, the dad, yeah. The dad, yeah. yeah. Mike Mann. He's always been a friend of the program. He's always, I mean, he's probably still up IUP. Mike Mann was like strength coach for the freshman that year, the red shirt freshman. And they told Mike Mann, and he know Mike Mann knew who what good ones were, who to push. I was one of the ones always told, nah, where are you going to start from the, from the ground? Like, all that stuff you learned about weightlifting in high school, man, throw that out the window. They, I remember they started making me lift the bar. 
because my form was trash. Like I didn't know how to get in, do anything like that. It's like the weight would come. You're like, you don't know how to do it. Mm. And they just made me start with the bar. I used to be embarrassed. Like I never knew what a power clean was or a hand clean or snatch or anything like that. Right. So I got to college and I used to get embarrassed like on a bench. I couldn't do anything. So and I just um, started with the bar. I just worked my way up. That's dope. They brought back Mike Man. You know, he, he probably had all time in Russia. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He was he was doing y'all strength program. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, he was doing strength program. My freshman year, he was doing strength program. He's the one main one that kept going there. He was always in the coach's ear, like, yo, we're really taking it serious. And so, like, so, so after your red shirt, so you talk about a red shirt freshman season. Yeah. Did you start playing? Did you yeah. immediately start starting? Not immediately. I didn't immediately start starting. I didn't tell you go back to that spring. That spring, check this out. Sigmetti. <laughs> this is crazy. And I didn't realize that I thought it was just me, but he did do a couple other linemen too. But they said nobody reacted the way I reacted for it. So this was the spring. It was that spring. We had some monster linebackers. Like Chris Griffin just told you he's one of the guys who went to the NFL. Kirby Griffin was a linebacker at the time. Kirby was there. He was a linebacker at the time. So these all these guys are linebackers. And um Signetti, this is one spring. I come in again from class, all happy. The linebacker, the, the uh, O-line coach, Beijing, looked at me again. I knew what that grin was. So we looked at him and I saw, man, what I got to do now. He said, don't worry about it. Big guy wants you with him all day. What that mean? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. So why don't you stretch? You're not with us during the individual. You're going big guy. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, who else? Just, just you. I'm like, oh. So I go over there. What he does, he gets two bags. He puts one on this side, one on that side. He puts a linebacker, they're standing up, and he puts me right there. And he, they're in the line. And I just, and I'm the only lineman to lineman. Let's go, Rory, to see what you're made of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to hit. They're trying to crush me. Oh yeah, like grandpa's all you get. They're trying to crush me. If you're running full speed, five yards downhill, there's no play. It's me and them. It's one on one. They know what it is. So they're coming. They're leaning. They're linebacker. They're five yards apart. They're leaning, just trying to come in, just trying to crush me. I did that for like four periods straight by myself. Why? Because he wanted to be good. He was trying to make you tough. He was trying to get you ready. He was trying to break me. Looking back, now they, they told me he was trying to break me. And he said, most people don't last long. He said, but you, he said, you just kept blowing. He said, like, yeah, I just took the water. It was like, hey, I, I was, you know what I mean? I was cousin. And they were like, whatever. What's up? What y'all want to do? Let's go. And I just kept getting energy as I kept going. <laughs> so they were like, yo, what's wrong with him? Yo, he, he's he's not getting tired. He's like enjoying this now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's bam. Every play just hitting them. Boom. Like, it's a stalemate. You're not, you're not moving me. I'm not going to move you. That's fine. I'm cool with that. It's, it's a loud collision. Everyone's coming over like, so if he did break you, what, he was going to send you home? Like, nah, he wasn't going to send me home. He just wanted to see. That was like, that's why I asked some other people in your tunnel. I was like, nah, he made everybody do that. It was just, see how tough you going to see if you're going to cry, see if you're going to whine. Talk about, well, I can't no more, coach. Come on, man. That's enough. And people did do that. He said, but you didn't do that. He's like, it sounded like you was enjoying it. It sounded like you was enjoying it to me, too. Yeah, shit. so that, 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 yeah, that was crazy. That was that spray. And then, so my go fast forward to the fall. Um, I was red-shirted. I started out at guard. I was playing guard. They kept me put me in guard. So um, first game, we played Nebraska-Omaha. I remember we played Nebraska-Omaha at home, 
and um, the center goes down. Center goes down. Bo Elliott, he goes down. So B Hunt goes to – he was the first one. You're talking about you used to look at me do that. I used to have all these guys. B Hunt was the guy I used to see do that. He didn't go to tackle, but he would do guard center. Okay. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't that tall. He was only like maybe 6'1", 6'2". And he would go guard center, all three of them. It don't matter which guard or, or center he could play. He probably could play tackle too, but they just didn't put him there because he wasn't tall enough. Right. But they didn't need to. Because they needed to, they would have put him there. They just didn't put him there. But he used to do that. So they moved him. I was his backup. So they moved him They moved him to center, and they put me at guard. And then I remember we came to the sideline after it was over. Well, no, he got hurt. I came in. as a said, warm up. You ready? You better be ready. The coach is all in there. You better be ready. Let's go. They're trying to get all in my head and stuff. I'm ready. And then I, they tell B. Hunt. Talk to him. Talk to him, be him. Make sure he knows what he's doing. Because they knew. If he knows what he's doing. Because I made, I was young at that time, so I made some mental wear. Right. I'll blow a play. Somebody get crushed. <laughs> Not because <laughs> I get crushed, because I went the wrong way. Right. That happens. That's a lot of yeah. shit, though. Yeah, I went the wrong way. So somebody will get crushed. And then because they, boop, they beat me, it just, I did something wrong. Right. So, you know, he was like, make sure you talk to Roy. Listen to be done. Listen to be him to tell him what to do. So he's literally calling out the mic and telling him what to do. Call, Rory, call. I'm going over here. You got to hear. We're talking loud because he's like, because they trust me. Like, if he knows what he's doing, I ain't worried about the other person on the sideline. They can hear what we're going to do because he's going to handle it. Right. So that's what he did. He's, he would literally tell him what to do. And, and that's what happened. That's what he did. I had a good game that game. I played the whole, I played, because he got hurt second quarter. I played the rest of the game. I had a good game that game. So he did he did he come back that season? Yeah, he came back that season. He came back like three games later. He came back that year. But then I was still in the rotation. Okay. And then yeah, but check it out. After that game, you guys hear it go again. And I don't know what it is. Everybody think I don't know why they keep trying to test me, but they did. So after that, that week before the next game, he brings Dave Livingood. You remember Dave? Dave might not have been there when he was there. But Dave, we came in together. He graduated before me because I will get into that one part about when uh, I played myself. But um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I played myself. Yeah, I played myself. Got out of school. But um, he um, he brought him over from D line and like put him in front of me. Like, he's running with all the ones the whole week. The whole week. Like we come out. I remember we come out that Monday. I felt good. I had a good practice. I had a good game. Like, we're on film. Like, they telling me, like, they give you a grade. Like, Bays was on the grade. I was a B. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with a B. But he was like, he was like I'm cool with a B. You know, I'm, I'm cool. Like, that's my first college game. I got a B. I'm cool. We got a good win. We had a great win. Our team that came from uh, Nebraska. We, we, was, we was hype. We was pumped. Everybody was excited for me because it was all my boys that was playing. They were older yeah. than me, but I was younger one. So everyone was excited for me. It was like, nah, you ready? You ready to go now? We get to that Monday practice. We do the walkthroughs. And they do the walkthrough with the ones. You know how you do the walkthrough on Monday. And they got this dude in front. Where are you with the twos? What? I'm like, what? So that in my head, I'm like, all right, that's what y'all want to do. All right. So we go back. We go away. Y'all go back to the time we live in a Carter, which we call we call it the Carter. That's what me and LeBron, we were roommates at the time. And uh, we lived in the Carter. It was like, it was like me and LeBron. Carter was like right behind the Coney. It was three stories, a bunch of apartments in there. The first apartment was me and LeBron. We lived in there. And then it was like uh, the D-Tackle lived in the one bear by himself. And upstairs was our running back, Mike Jemison, 
Joe Slabby or, or one of another receiver uh, all the way upstairs. We had another linebacker. And we had, oh, oh man, it was all of us and all like the good guys was in there. Car was bad. We beat people up that year. Yeah, it was bad at like beat that year. But yeah, so we, we was in there. <laughs> so we 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 was all in there. They was all I caught like, that. I caught that. They was all they was all hyping us up, right? So and then they did that. Everybody's like, yo, I don't know what that is. That's crazy. I don't know what's going on. They really didn't know because they they knew we were all tight. So they wouldn't tell them either what they were trying to do. But I know Garon, my roommate, he used to always tell me like, we call Dutch. He like, Dutch was like, yo, just keep playing. Just keep playing. Don't worry about it. Just keep playing. Just do what you got to do. I'm like, and I, I remember me and him that money. I'm like, yo, this shit's on. Practice is on. It's game time. I'm treating practice like game time. He's like, man, just do what you got to do, man. I said, defense, they going to be mad because, you know, you know, you know, you get into the season. You ain't trying to go full wall like that. You do yeah. hands and feet because, like, yo, it's season time. You trying to beat me up for the game. I, man, I buckle up. When I came in with my little put on place, I look at these guys like, yo, buckle up, man. Oh, come on, bro. buckle up. I'm just telling you right now, buckle up. They're just pissed. warning you. They're like, come on, Rory. You get dog, you don't buckle up. I'm warning you. So they, they buckled up and they was going, I'm going in. Like, I mean, I'm I'm paying people. I'm going in. Like, all right, this is you want to do. I ain't saying nothing to nobody. The coaches are not walking around with saying nothing to nobody. They ain't saying nothing to me either because they ain't expecting me to react that way. Right. And then I, I'm, we still going. We get to the Friday and they, they do that. And then um, Stignati, the head coach, and um, Beige, who was our O-line coach, they pulled me to the office. And then they just they just broke it down. Beige really broke it down to me. We talked with the coach, and the coach saying, like, yeah, we're going to start you. We just were trying to see. We didn't want you to think that you had the job. He said, you know what I mean? So we we had to put somebody in front of you to see what you was going to do just to try to push you, make you think you had the work. And then Beige, he pulled me in. He's like, man, you, you reacted. We didn't expect you to react that way. Right. He said, but we just let it go. Because they didn't stop it. They told the defense, buckle up. You heard what he said. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Good job, Thomas. Good job, Rory. Come on. Like, so I was pushing everybody else. So it was like that. He was like, he was like nah, we didn't expect you to act like that. He's like, but you earned that by for sure. He said, because most people, he said, most kids your age, they'd have gave up. They'd have quit. But like, man, this ain't fair. This ain't this. They trying to rob me doing that. He's like, you react different. You just was like, all right, I'm getting ready to show y'all in practice. Uh-huh. And that's what happened. So I started after that too, dude came back. And I was still in the rotation. So how did that how did that season go record wise? What did y'all do? We lost one game, went to the playoffs. No, missed the playoffs. We ten and one missed the playoffs. How? I have no clue. We we that's that year. Who y'all lose to? Who's the one loss? Edinburgh. How? They were trash that year, too. We lost to them. They thought they won the Super Bowl. We had a couple guys get suspended. A couple guys. A couple guys got suspended. LeBron got Dutch got thrown out the game before she can't play the next game. So you know what I mean? It was Edinburgh game. We were thinking like, oh, we don't need it for that. We 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 still good. It was homecoming. Overconfidence. Cast was going out the night on Friday night. Mm. Not acting right. You know what I mean? Thinking about the party, saying too much. And we lost. That's crazy. So, so um, ten and one did not make the playoffs. It made national. Who, who was who was like your big rival through your college years? Like who was the other? Slippery Rock. Slippery Rock. Yeah, Slippery Rock was always a tough game. We fought Slippery Rock my 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 redshirt freshman year. 
my true freshman year, because I traveled, we fought to the brother last game of the season. What you mean you fought, though? Fight. Full out fight at the end of the season. This, what? What? At the end of the game, like like cheerleaders were getting punched, like like it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Not the cheerleaders. Like, you know, cheerleaders were getting punched. People got suspended. Coaches got suspended. Like it was like an all out brawl fight. Yeah, overtime. It was muddy. Then it came out that they they intentionally because they had over the rain. Last year, they intentionally uh, made the field really 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 muddy. And we were super nice. And we we beat them in overtime. And they, they said they intentionally made the field super muddy, so it'll slow us down. We ran the ball. Right. So it'll slow us down and it worked, but we still won. And we fought them afterwards. We charged the rock. Because everybody usually does that when they when they after they beat Sleep Rock on a close game. We charged the rock and they charged with us. And then dang cheerleaders were swing. And we did, we was knocking cheerleaders out. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's on film. It's on film. It's on film. Like you can now see they, social media wasn't big back then because it was all that stuff was starting to probably still be pulling up. There's newspaper clippings about it, so I'm sure if you did, you can still find it. Right. IUP and Siri Rock. I mean, when two season. When yeah. did when did that bad blood start between those schools, you know? I don't know. I don't know. It's always been because that that was like the two powerhouse schools at the time. Like Cal wasn't a powerhouse. Like, like Cal's like a big rival now, but we always beat Cal. I never beat Cal. That's crazy. And then my first time seeing Kyle, now I guess we're good there. But yeah, Kirby Griffin and them were at Kyle yeah. when I came into school. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because, yeah, I, I think I lost to Kyle my senior year. I was pissed about that. Yeah, because I remember I, I should have brought that up on the Cree episode. It was like 10 to 6 going into the fourth, and he threw two picks late. Two picks. That's high. That wasn't his fault. He was young at the time, too. He was young at the time, too. He was only a sophomore. But yeah, he was a redshirt sophomore. No, but just jumping, just jumping back into your story. So y'all missed the playoffs ten and one. What, what happened the year, that, the next year? So I guess that'd be your redshirt sophomore year. Redshirt sophomore year. Redshirt sophomore year. Another good year. I went to tackle that year. They moved me to tackle because they need they tackles. Couple tackles left. Like Big Kai and all that. They left. They went to try to play in the NFL. We still had LeBron. That was his senior year. That was my boy Mike J. That was his senior year. B Hunt. Is he going. from Jersey? Mike J, running back. No, he's from um, Greencastle. But he's from this area, but he's uh, he went to high school in Greencastle. Okay, because I, I think I know his people, so that's me. Yeah. We might, because his people is from around here. Yeah, okay. So, so, so that, that season, you said you played tackle. Was this another successful year? Another successful year. We made the playoffs. Um, I think we were – we lost two games that year, 8-2. We were 8-2. Yeah, we were I started all the games that year. Yeah, I was a full-time starter from game one all the way through. My redshirt year, we played like, 11 games. I started seven. So, you know what I mean? That's like, you like a starter. Yeah. At 11 games, you started seven. That's four games. I didn't start. So, so you was killing them. So, eight and two, redshirt, redshirt uh, junior year. Redshirt junior year. So, you know, now I get back to the part where I told you I played myself. That was after my redshirt sophomore year. Redshirt sophomore year was wild, man. We lost. <clears throat> we should make. We we um. Did we make the playoffs? I remember. I know we were eight two. I don't remember. Many. We might have got rocky. We might not have made the playoffs. But I think we did make the playoffs that year. But um. Yeah. So we started that year, and that that spring we were going crazy. Like I had a couple guys. LeBron, he was gone. So 
Now that's like the first time like I'm the upperclassman. Okay. You know what I mean? Because all these guys are there. They were upperclassmen. Like they were they were all going preparing for a draft and doing all that stuff. And um, I'm 21 at the time, so I, I'm I'm of age to go to the bars. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the bars, and they had the craziest drink specials ever. <laughs> Nah, I mean ever, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Like the mayor after after that spring semester, I forget what year it was. After that spring semester, that year, the mayor, the president, the police chief, uh, IUP police chief, and a couple of deans, they all got together with all the bar owners. Like you cannot do this to these students. That's not fair. Let me tell you what happened. Monday, this is spring. So this spring, for people who don't know, it's spring as a full player. You got more time on your hand. The season's not there. Right. So it's all you're doing is class, do a little weightlifting. My workout's always in the morning because I'm a morning person. So I'd rather, I need a 6 a.m. But, like, my classes, I always started my classes, like, early. I didn't do the 8 o'clock, but I probably do the 10 or, or 9. So mm-hmm. I always lift in between them classes. So I'm always I'm always done with classes and everything by, like, 2 o'clock in the spring. And that's the way I wanted it because I know it's my party. Right. So I'm all. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, we had to be done at two anyway because you know spring ball starts, so you got to be done with everything anyway. So when my left and everything, you know, and spring ball's not in, like after you get your workout in, you're done. Now your day's your day. Man, Monday they had one bar had penny draft. Penny, you had a cover charge two dollars, but it was literally a penny draft. So you just like put two, put a dollar on there, and like man, keep them coming. They right. come out with trays. And I played football. They all knew who I was. I was good. I was playing. So everybody knew who I was by the time I was in the bar seats for a little bit. So they knew who I was. I wasn't waiting in line. Oh, let me get a tray. All right, bro, I got you. They bring a big old tray of beer out. They're penny drafts. They're a couple only that big, but they're penny. So who cares? Give me the tray. I think you can probably feel like 25 on the tray. Wow. Down. That's 25 cents. Down, people coming, they get halfway done. You don't even ask if I need some more. Yes, bring them over. Wow. <laughs> so, that, so that's one. That's Monday. Monday was a penny draft at one bar. Another bar on Tuesday, nickel, nickel mixed drinks. It was cheap liquor. We in college. Who cares? Cheap liquor mixed drinks. So mine was cranberry and vodka. Smashing. It was a nickel. I ain't care. Wednesday was the other bar had a penny draft. And the other bar, Wednesday had another bar of paint drafts, and the other bar, another bar had like two dollars. You call it anything you want, top shelf you want, you call it two dollars. You call it. So there's they're competing with each other now. See, we get more people there. Right. They have it. Thursday's your normal drink special because that's always a big day. Thursday, Thursday, everybody knows they want to call. That's your normal Thursday, Friday, Saturday is your normal drink special. You always had that. So every day of the week there was something to do. It was like it's crazy. So everybody was just drink. I had the most fun that semester. You said you played yourself, so so what ended up happening? I ain't go to class. So you became eligible? Yeah, I ain't go to class. I ain't go to no classes. I mean, when I said I didn't go to class, I didn't go to class at all. I didn't show up for tests. I didn't show up for nothing. I'm just like, man, whatever, drunk. The whole time, drunk. I was drunk. The whole semester, I was drunk. Unless, it was, unless I was trying to go to football. And the only time I wasn't drunk, I was drunk then because I just jumped in the sauna, sweated out. And go to, and go practice. That's the only thing I was doing on a consistent basis was working out and doing football. Cause you want to go to leave? Nah, because I just started drinking and started drinking heavy and chasing <laughs> them girls and it just it went all downhill. I had the better answer, bro. <laughs> you give me the real I'm giving you the real answer. 
trying to give you the out. Nah, man. I'll give you the real answer. Nah, nah, I'm gonna give you the real answer. So you became eligible and you missed that following season? I missed that following season. I missed that following season. And that and that and then getting to that, um, that that spring there's a bunch of us that got ineligible. I was eligible academically, but there was a um a lot of people got suspended. There was a big fight that happened in the bars, even local athletes. It made national, not national news, but it made local news for Pittsburgh area. So there was a big fight in that. But I was involved in it, but I didn't get caught. No. So, wait, so <laughs> what you mean you was involved in, but you didn't get caught? I mean, basically the thing started because of me, and I just didn't get caught. Like, we were throwing, like, the one bar, it was uh, Wolfendale's, it was nickel mix drinks. That's exactly what it was. It was <laughs> now, I think about it, it was nickel mix drinks night. Oh, my So I'm in there, plaster, plaster. And they used to throw like little tissue in the fan and it'll stream out everywhere. There was a chick I knew, so I was balling up throwing it at her. And like I so said, I'm drunk. I'm throwing it at her. And like this uh this white guy walked by, this white dude walked by. He was all he, he was juiced up. Because there were some juices of IEP at that time, so you could tell. He was all juiced up. He was a student. He was all juiced up. He came over. I know you didn't mean to throw that at me. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not bad. I'm I, it's cool. I was throwing it at her, like not thinking nothing of it, because I'm 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 slaughtered. Right. I'm slaughtered. So I'm still thinking I'm happy. I'm a happy drunk. Like most people think like I'm really a happy drunk. So I'm I'm happy, like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. My bad man, it's cool. And then uh, he got in my face and I see his tone. I'm like, oh, he's serious. Like he like he wanna do something. Right. So so I I jumped out of the bar stool and just mushed him. Mushed him across the room, and my boy at the time is big tackle, our boy Tyree. He picks me up, he grabs me, and we leave. And we bust out laughing. We laughing and everything. And we go to the next bar because it was always special. Like, come on, man, let's go. So we go to the next bar. Meanwhile, they're tearing it up inside. All, all the IUP football dudes rumbling. Tearing it up. I'm thinking it was over. We didn't know. They're tearing it up. Police came, big thing, like seven players got suspended. That's crazy. Starters. Not even like just dudes on the team. Starters. These, these are starters. We got suspended. These are starters. So so when you were eligible, were you still in school up there? I was in school. I was, um, let's see, I was ineligible because I failed all them classes. I took all the, cl- the same classes that summer. I stayed up there that summer. I never played myself. But we're trying to get into Man, camp, because at this time, camp was just starting to become the O-line coach. And big guy, they were trying to work with them. They had me go to the professors to get a grade change. All I need is two grades changed. I need to get two Ds. I get two of them to change my grade, make up the work, or do whatever. Then I'll be eligible. Excuse me. Then I can just take the rest of the classes in the spring and then um, summer. So I got the one. It was a Spanish class. It's a black lady. She changed my grade to a D. The psychology class was the crazy part. He was sick. He was in the hospital. They made me go to the hospital. To go talk to him to change the grade that he was in a hospital. Yeah, I'm very big guy. No, he's in go to the hospital, then Roar, you need this. Go. And I went. I went to the hospital to go see the guy to try to get you got a ride? Nah. Made sure I had a ride. Went over there, went to the hospital, and I went. Dude wasn't what he wanna change my grade. I did some makeup work and got an A on it. I think that's right way it changed grade was hot. Like, oh, uh, this dude could do the work. He just didn't want to come. Right. So now you want me to, no, I'm not changing his grade because he's a horrible player. So he wouldn't change it. So I had one grade change. If he'd have changed it, I'd have been able to play. But he he wouldn't change it. So I was ineligible. But I took all them classes 
over again. And um, that summer of Pathmon like you know, I, I feel every once I feel every I feel every class. It's hard to fill every class in college. You you literally can't go. Like you don't go to class if you fill every class. And I fill every class because I was not there. And I, my grade point average still didn't drop below two point after falling out of class. That's crazy. You so you were a solid student. Yeah. Yeah. And I still didn't really didn't go to class after that either. I just went when it was. I mean, I paid this to syllabus after that. You was just coasting. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy. I don't know why. The academic side always came easy to me. You know, I didn't have to study a lot, especially in college. In college, I underachieved. My freshman year, I overachieved. I would say overachieved. I studied the way I should have. You know what I mean? I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, I didn't make the dean's list, but I was, I was like 3-0. Then after that, I was getting the football, partying, um, getting just the college lifestyle. So the grades took a second hand because I knew, all right, I'd go to class sometimes, and I'll make a B. I don't have to study, and I go to take a test. I'll make a B or C on it, and I was satisfied with that because mm. that's passing, and that's and that's not two point passing. That's like two eight passing. I was cool, right. like, no problem. Two eight passing, cool. I'm good. There's people who just trying hard, and <laughs> I get a two eight. Facts. I'm doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm Facts. cool with that. So I was I was fine with that. No, just think about um, just about IUP kind of being ran as a Division One type of school, even though it's D two and you know, basically put in academics kind of second. You said, um, you know, put in academics second and football first, like that type of mentality in the program. Yeah, because I mean, it was it was a football powerhouse. That's when it came there, and it was known. I mean, they, they made it known that hey, you're here to play football. Like you know what I mean? I, I love our coaches to death, but they made it known like you're here to play football. Don't get it twisted. Like, and I was on a full scholarship, you know, and then, and at the time. Again, I didn't know. I didn't realize that there was a lot of good players that weren't on scholarships. That I thought, or, or maybe on partial, and I'm thinking like, oh, they get some money. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, I don't get nothing. Like you know what I mean? Like I go, I go into the to the co-op. My books is ready for me. Oh, Mr. Thomas, oh. Yeah. sign my name and walk on out. They're like, dang, because this, this is why I knew people. This is why I started realizing who was on full scholarship, who wasn't, because you would know because the books ain't paid for. Right. Everybody's books were paid for. And my meals been kicking my switch in the room, stuff like that. Like that's the way it was. D two, yeah. so he ain't got the big money like that, but he gave it to the big players that he wanted to. So I was one of the players that had it. You know what I mean? That's, dope. that's super so, dope. Yeah. So I came, I came in with that, but it, that was that was one of the things that he ran. Like he knew if I had a player that he wanted caliber, I got to treat these guys like that if I want them to come in. Especially the ones that are coming transferring down, I got to treat these guys that way if they want them to come in. So we would um, have stupid jobs and get paid. I know one of the, one of the summers is up there. I think that was my for my sophomore, racial sophomore year. I had a stupid job that I, I mean, that I had to leave every day at twelve because I had to uh, friend the program because I had to go to workouts. But I got paid even when you wasn't there the whole time. That's crazy. Big guy really was the truth. I'm I'm kind of jealous that I didn't get a chance to play for him. <laughs> yeah. So, so you missed the whole year. That's the year that Crewat started as a freshman. And That's the year Crewat started as a freshman. I wasn't even there. I was there part of the time. I had a couple of guys sitting on the crew. A couple of guys from my hometown came up. Uh, Carlos Jeter. So he was he was one of the guys that recruited. They, that was his host. He came up and then um, yeah, then I couldn't play. Like, him and Cam Mobley 
There's another guy. He got out before he even got there. Carlos was still there when he was there. Yeah. But uh, Cam got out before them two were there. I know Cam. Hometown. Cam came back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they, they were from my hometown. They came. So, they played. I didn't play. I'm like, man, this is mad. I actually went home. So, back it up. I, I passed all my classes in the, in, the, in the summer. So, I was like, no way. I'm just going to stay to be on track to graduate. And then I was I was taking – well, Cam told me I can't take a full schedule. So, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just take, I'll be a personal student, do half. So I was taking like six classes, not six classes, like six credits, mm-hmm. which is only like two classes, just so I could stay on track while I'm going to stay up there. And I was doing that. Um, and I remember the first day of school, um, I had a cell phone at the time. Big guy called me, was like, camp called me, was like, yo, coach want to see you in the office. And I mean, I haven't talked to nobody because they went to camp and this, this. And he's like, yo, coach want to see you in the office. I'm like, all right. So I go to the office, this is the fall, and he's like, hey, I need you to drop all your classes. I'm like, what? For what? I'm not dropping all my classes. You said I just, I just, I can't take take a full load, right? And he was like, he's like, nah. We looked it up. We had Fran. His friend looked it up. It was like, nah. You take any classes, you're gonna lose his year of eligibility. You gotta take the semester off. I'm like, man, I can't do that. But he was already on. He called my mom because he knew who the source was. Right. So he sold her before he even told me about it. He's like, nah. I'm gonna call your mom again. I'm like, again. Like, yeah, yeah, we already talked to your mom this morning. She, we know she's I mean, she's at work. What do you mean you calling her? This is early. I know my mom was a school, was an um, assistant school teacher. So she was um, she was at work. I'm like, how y'all? How y'all going to handle him? They called her. I'm on the phone. I'm on speakerphone. And he's on it. Miss, Miss Thomas, I got Rory in the office here. So I just told him what we told you. And she's like, all right, yeah, you got to come home. Hey, you messed up. You know you messed up. You got to come home, man. You can't do it. Or you're going to lose your eligibility, and there's no sense in this. So come on home. I'm like, all right. She's like, she's like, no. Like, bear be there tonight. I'm like, all right. I left. And what did you do for that semester when you were home? Work. I got a job at the YMCA, and I just, I just, got, I just refocused. I was working there. Like, I got a job in there. My uncle was working there, like, part-time. He was retired already. He was working there. He got me a job in there. It was a free pass to work out. I was lifting twice a day. Because mm. I was lifting in the morning when I didn't have to work. And I did, I was a night crew cleanup. And I, I'll clean up real I'll clean up real fast. I'll do a good job though. And I will lift again. I was lifting twice a day. So I got really strong and I grew like an inch. Like you know what I mean? I grew like because I was like at the time I was probably like six three, six two, maybe six two and a quarter close there. I grew like inch, got to like six four, and then everything went up. Everything I learned, I just kept doing it and just learned from different guys there. Because I actually got was working out with a guy in the Y who was IEP guy like in the eighties. He seen with IEP shirt on, was talking to me about it. It was like, yeah, I told him what happened. He's like, oh yeah, because that story was big, so he knew about it. He said, oh, he was caught up in that. I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't caught up in that, but I was, and so. He, we talked about it, and then he actually looked through some homework for me. He's like, no, I remember you. You did this and this. I was at a couple games. I'm like, okay. So he took me under his wing. He was like a bodybuilder there. He showed, he was showing me how to lift. He gave me the program. Mm. And I just I just lift. I lift twice a day. He gave me the program. That's twice a day, and I worked. That's it. That spring, and after that season was over, it was they fired big guy. They fired big guy? Yeah, basically. Come on, dog. Please break it down. He the legend. He the goat. Yeah, they didn't. We we act up that semester, man. We we like you said, we got in that that main news. 
There was a couple other incidents that made news that we got into. We were fighting all the time. We were whooping cats, like bad whooping cats. So they, they wanted to break up the program. The new, new president came in at water, and, and he wanted it to be done his way. So he made him resign. So he fired him, but he made him resign. They made him already resign. They forced him to resign. He wasn't ready to resign. They made him resign. And then, which was crazy because IEP is all about boosters. The real will do all that stuff as far as like shoes and gloves and all that. Like, so you weren't there that season. That was normal. Man, we always had shoes, gloves, new unis, travel unis, everything, all that, shirts, whatever you want, you we, can have it. We had that, bro. I had that. Well, it was different when I was there with Tep because I, I seen it drop. Oh, you seen the drop. Okay. Yeah. Like, we, it was gravy. Like, you play, you get whatever you want. It was nice. Because it, it was one of the things because it was too. So if he was trash, he was the one pair of gloves. <laughs> if he was trash, you get one pair of gloves. We had a bunch of things. But anyway, the boosters told him, like, all right, cool. We can do this. We resign. But you got to hire Rogus, who was the deepest court. He wasn't the deepest court. Tort was the deepest court. He was the line coach, assistant head coach. You got to hire him. Atwater said, yeah, cool. Said, cool. We'll keep the program where we're at. He turns around, and I remember I'm at home because I'm not there. So I'm like, yo, what's going on with my scholarship situation? Like, I'm going somewhere else. They hired Tepper. They hired Tepper, and I'm sitting there like. He's coming from Edinburgh. He's coming from Edinburgh. I'm sitting like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to go back? What am I going to do? I call Camp. Camp calls me. He's like, nah. I'm like, Camp, because I know what's going to happen. New coach. I'm like, Camp, you still there? Like, what's going on? Like, y'all leaving? Because. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Right. And that's when, because all of us plan on going back. Kirby, we all plan on going back. Wido did go back. Me, Wido went back. A couple of us went back. Like, slapping. We, they all went to uh, Cal afterwards. But we all plan on coming back. Big guy was there. We were all coming back. We always said it. We're all coming back. But um, it didn't work out that way. Tepper got there. And then they started going to other places. Like, yeah, Cal's giving me a shot. I'm going to go there. So these other recruits. These other coaches start recruiting everybody. You know what I mean? And I was like, and I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Camp was on me like, yo, I'm staying. We're here. Torch's still here. Smitty's still here. Our coaching staff's still here. He just bringing a couple coaches and, and him. But our coach, our nucleus is still here. We want you to come back. I already talked to Tap. He wants you to come back. What you want to do? I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm back. Because that was – like I'm like, I'm not going to world. That's the place I want to go. I knew if I went up, I had to sit out a year and I lost a year of eligibility. Woo! So you've been a senior? I'd have been a senior. Okay. I'd have been a senior. So I said, all right, so, like, so that's not an option right now. I'm not going to lose a year. I just set out. I just took a semester off, so I didn't lose a year. So I'm not going to go up and try to lose a year. So what I did, I went back to IUP. Went back to IUP with Tep. And, um, and then I remember the first time I met him, he he just, everything was cool out there. Everything was going to be good. Because he was like, no, nah, I remember when we used to play you. You were the main one. We had Capizzi on the time. He was there. He was um, – that's another one I forgot the name that made it to the NFL. He actually got a ring, too, for the Steelers. Yeah. <clears throat> but Capizzi, Capizzi's big, 6'9", 300-plus pounds, big old white boy. And he, he was pretty good, too, but he wasn't better than me. <laughs> Everybody knew that. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that. You know what I mean? Like he just knew that he just had the height and he came to pit too. So he had everything, but he knew he wasn't better. Everybody knew he wasn't better. Were y'all cool? Yeah, we were cool. We were we were the O line. O line's always tight. So we were always tight. Like that's my boy. We're always tight. 
but he knew we played on the opposite side of each other. And we know when one time with the guard, I'm like, yo, we got to put us by each other. Everybody, like, nah, we can't put y'all by each other because then it won't be balanced. Right. So they always had us on the opposite side of each other. That's crazy. So, um, what was it? What was you know? You, you said when you first met Tep, it was cool. Yeah, it, it was cool because he was because he was riding my job. <laughs> it was cool. He was shooting praises, riding my jocks. It was cool. So he's like, "Nah, bro, yeah, yeah, you was the main guy. We were on flank. We talked to all my players on the defense because he was always a defensive coach. I talked to all my players. It was always you. I, he said, I always ask my players like, who's the best player we're going against this season? He's like, it was always you. He said, and he even told me he's like, it was never competing. That's how tip. Yeah, tip time was like, it never was competing. Always you. Mm-hmm. Our defense, like our linebacker, he coached linebackers. He's the person we knew to get to a second level that could really like put some damage on us. It was <laughs> always you. Like we knew <laughs> it was you that was doing. Like we were worried about you. We really weren't worried. Like he was like, no, it was you. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, man, I'm glad you came back. I was hoping you was one of the guys that's gonna come back. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then I came back, and I'm like. Yo, so this is my that's not my that was the spring. So I'm like, yo, um, what's up with my money? You know what I mean? He's like, nah, I'm working on that. I can't do it now this semester. Can you make it happen? I'm like, all right, I can make it happen because my my, my I came in a um I grew up in a project, so income I was gonna qual- I qualify for everything anyway. Yeah. So I when it came out of pocket, I think I had to get like a little like pale grant or something, I mean, a pale st- staffer loan or something like that. Take out a little loan and it helped it out a little bit, but I qualified for a good portion of it, so it didn't matter. But um, so I had to pay for that, and then that spring, I was dominating cats like I always do. I just came back. It was a new group, a new bunch of group of guys in there. Sam just came. He was a transfer. There were some other guys in there. Love Sam, bro. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, shout out to Sam. Yeah, man, shout out to Sam. And some of these guys was in there, and they were all like, you know. I came in, and they said one of the younger guys, they didn't know. They think I'm a transfer, too. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not a transfer. I've been here. But some of the guys knew, like, no, nah, I've been here. He's one of the guys that they're like, oh, okay. And I remember Carlos, it was Carson. James was there. James Carson was there. He was a linebacker. He was doing, Terrence was there. And they were like, and they, they all played the season. They feeling this stuff. And they were trash, the other big guy. They were trash. I'm like, man, y'all was trash. I ain't trying none of this. And then, um, they were talking all that junk that spray. Like, I don't know, man. Bo, Bo went up against James. He was, he threw it back. Hey, Bo was, I'm like, I'm better than him. Yeah. But y'all don't understand what I'm like. All right. Y'all telling this to the wrong person. Already mad and hungry because I set out a year. I'm mad at myself. Nobody else. Mad at myself. I'm doing two a days. I'm doing two days. I'm more protein. I'm eating right. I'm doing everything right. Really getting after. Like, all right, this is my last chance. I'm making it happen. Get to give my best effort to get to the next level, and and so that that's what I was doing, and that spring, because <laughs> in my head I'm like I got to show these young guys that I'm I'm the, I'm the man, like they don't know because they ain't get a chance to see me. They just came in. I said I got shown. You got to tell them to buckle up, bro. <laughs> oh, they know they know to buckle up. They know to buckle. Up. I remember I pulled around 34 power. You know that's our play. Mm-hmm. 34 power. I pulled around that thing. And it was it was me and James in the house. We hit wow. And I mean it was it was it was a quick stalemate. Then it was a whoop, boom, knocked right on the ground. Bam, pancake. And I'm like, and then camp snapped out. Yeah, 
Yeah, welcome to see Big Ron now. Let me see what y'all want. And we go crazy. We're going crazy in it, right? And then and they see it on film. On film, it looks worse. Right, right. <laughs> it looks worse on film. And then and every cars was like, oh, all right. I'm like, yo, you did that to James. You blame that on him. That's your fault. You kids, that's all he kept doing, yeah. laughing and joking. Like, I don't know, man. James, James is this. James gonna get you, bro. No, like, and, and, it's, right. and it's crazy because me and you know, because James, James Carson played. Shout out to him because he always watched that stuff. Yeah, support me and all that. But shout out to him. He he was nice. Like when I was coming up, and and we had some collisions where he got the best of me, and I had some collisions where he got. The, he when I was a red shirt freshman, I remember climbing the second level. And he came down strong. And, and stung me, boom! Yeah. And I like stumbled back into mm-hmm. the backfield, and I started grabbing the fullback. <laughs> like, cause I expected to shock me yeah. like that, you know? Like Jay's strong, man. Yeah. Explosive. He was nice, man. Yeah, Jay's was nice. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I did that, and that, that was crazy. And then, and yeah, that was crazy. And then me and Tap, we go back, get back to why me and Tap, we were, we were, I remember in a team meeting. This is my, my, um, my. I just came back. This, this is my. Now this is going to my junior year, rare shirt junior year. I took a year off, I'm still I'm still a junior. Right. Right. So I'm going into my junior year. I just came back. I'm taking the ownership, letting everybody know I'm back. The upperclassmen, they already knew. Like, nah, Rory's back. I'm back. I'm setting the tone of the team. Offense, you notice the tone set on me. Right. So we we I was doing my thing, just just earning the trust back of everybody. You know what I mean? So doing my thing and and tap. I remember one of our first meetings we had, team meetings we had, he talking about he's on recruiting tough and classy people. Because I'm telling you, they got rid of big guy. That's why I knew they got rid of big guy because we were acting up. That was one of the main reasons why. You know what I mean? I was part of that. So I wasn't saying one of the main reasons, but I was part of it. So I felt I felt that's disrespect. Right. You know what I mean? So you talking about you only going to certain areas. The big guy, he came after guys like me. You know what I mean? I gave him the projects. He talked about I'm not going after guys that, that with certain backgrounds. Or something. I'm like, what? Rubbed me the wrong way. He had another coach in there, and DK, and a couple other coaches in there. And just rubbed me the wrong way. I ain't like none of that. And mind you, took this man throw off. So I'm older now. I'm like 23. I should be a senior. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're a senior. You're like 23. So I should be a senior, but I'm only a junior because I had to sit out. Right. So should we go to my senior year or go to my junior year? And and I'm like, yo, I ain't with that stuff. I remember DK. DK's not that much older than me. DK at the time might have been like 20. I'm 23. He might have been like 26. Right. You know what I mean? He's a DB coach, right? He's a DB coach. And he, he's a, he's at Iowa State now. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's still coaching. What's his name still coaching? Who? Um, Nick Sirianni. He's offensive coordinator in the league. Coach. For the Colts. It's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Random. Um, I was, you know, I was just at Westchester. We ran into Mike Scott is the yeah. defense coordinator at New Haven. New Haven. Yeah, I follow on what's it called? Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, yep. I played with. That's one of the guys I played with. It was there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, so, Mike Scott used the first D line that was older than me. I could block too and put that on Wex. <laughs> Matt, Matt. Matt was Matt worked hard. I said Mike. Matt. Yeah, my yeah, fault. Matt worked hard. Yeah. Matt, Matt worked hard. Matt made plays. He's slim as hell now. Him to make plays. He, right. he wasn't big when he first got the IUP. He put on that weight. Yeah. The way he is now, he was he's a little heavier, but he was you could tell he was a slender built guy. But he put on that weight. He made play. He made play. He came with big plays when it came time, but he wasn't. Used to give him a hard time, especially when you start playing center, bro. 
Like, he's like bust his balls, bro. Like you ain't even that good. I I remember your swag, bro. You was a bro, you was a dickhead, bro. I'm just keeping a bean, bro. Like I don't know how many people liked you. Like we was happy that you were our teammate, but you, but come on, bro. Like like yo, like damn, yeah. I wish I I could have took that part of the game. If I was if I was that much of an asshole, bro, I'd probably be different. Yeah, man. That was my that was my. That's the way I learned how to play. Like ever since I was a little kid, everybody's telling me like, yo, you gotta go out. You gotta want to hurt people, not injure, but hurt them. So that was the way you you learned how to play, man. My uncle used to tell me I hit a guy, made him poop himself. He lied, but at the time, young, I don't know that. It sound cool. <laughs> it sound good. Like, I want to hit somebody, make a poop themselves. So I mean, that that was the thing. So no, I was. I used to. I used to dog that guy. I used to dog a lot of people. I used to tell him like, "Yo, come on now." Oh, I, know, time, I, I know, bro. I was there. <laughs> I was there. We lined up a couple times. I was there. I know. Yeah, like man. Hands and feet. We're gonna do hands and feet. We're gonna do my pace or or it's on. That's that's the only way to do. We're gonna do my pace or it's on. Cause I remember like Plowman used to ask and we used to come up. Where are we doing? Hands and feet. All right. We had to understand. Me and me and Plowman had to understand. Where are we doing? Hand, hands and feet, man. We don't need to beat each other up. Mm. It's game time. Hands and feet. Hands and feet. Bobby Plowman was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Man, we used to hand, we used to get we used to get a lot of work done. The coaches knew what we were doing. They knew we weren't banging. But we used to get work done because we do hands and feet when we live. Mm-hmm. But we went bang. Like he'll come in, boom, he'll start with a poop. He just knew, like, all right, you got me. He'll stop. He'll get his move, do a couple of his moves, do his thing. Boom, and then we'll just stop. He was super nice. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah, he was nice. Our D lines were like good up there, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. yeah. They were even better when I played, man. We had so many D1 guys that came there. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous how many D1 guys. I mean, I seen so many D1 guys that played at D1. Can IEP couldn't play. Transfers. Transfers. Played at D1, could not play at IEP, couldn't get on the field. That's the only players we had. When I was a young guy starter, I was a young pup starter with all them guys. Yeah. That's crazy. So let's finish up your last two seasons. How did how did the 06 year end for you guys? Um we won we won the conference. We didn't make the playoff. We were seven to three. We didn't make the playoff. We won the conference. And I remember Tet. He was all uh, big on. Um, he was big. He was big. Like, why wow, you guys win a conference? You guys don't get rings. We won a conference every year that I was there, and never got rings. Several Tep's years. That was his thing. He wanted to get a ring, so I got a. I got a ring. That's because Tep was the Tep wanted a ring. He was like, that was the first time he came. He won a conference. That was his first season. So he was trying to take stuff, and me and Hillary got along. Like, this ain't your team. This ain't your team. We'll see what you're going to do. Because I told Ted to his face, like, you know, you're going to kill our program. And he did. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I'm a tough guy. But <laughs> – and, and I'm embarrassed to say that right now. I don't know why. Man. I love you, tough. But, you know, it's funny that that's your view of it is yeah. you're going to kill our program because you're not going to recruit the guys that ball out. You're going to recruit these good suburban – Good students, mom yeah. could pay for school. Yeah, you won't give you up the scholarship while tiny. But yeah. I think that had a lot to do with where he was at because they didn't have them resources. Right, it's probably the same reason why he got y'all rings because y'all he could never beat y'all. Right, and, and the thing was they took a lot of money away when he came back, like a lot of money got took oh. away. Temple. Oh, oh, yeah. boosters. Yeah, yeah. At Warren and hired a guy they wanted to do. They said, okay, we'll show you. They pulled all the money. Mm. They pulled all the money. We 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 were busting everywhere. We, we before a big guy. Depends where it was at, unless it was like really close, like an hour, hour and a half. We were staying in the hotel the night before. We didn't do none of that hotel. He had the money. I used to be like, yo, what we, we got the money. 
Just don't let the money run. They wasn't supporting raise. him, and that that killed y'all. That's crazy. Yeah, they weren't supporting him. Yeah, and, and it, yeah. I heard he got the job. This, this may not even be fat, but what I heard was he was bluffing the Edinburgh because he wanted probably more money, and he was like, "I'm gonna apply for the IUP job," and they were like, "All right, go ahead, and take it. Or, go ahead, and walk." And he actually got the job. And he got the job. And so he he ended up there almost by accident, is what I heard. That sounds about right because it was it was last minute because it was supposed to go to Rovers and last minute. They had they had the press conference and it was tepid. That's crazy. And it was tepid. Yeah. So um, how did how did your senior season go? Senior season, senior season went well. We went to the playoffs, made the playoffs. Um, that was your year. That was your freshman year. So yeah, yeah it, went, it went well. We went to the playoffs. We went to the second round. We lost to Shepherd. We lost to Shepherd. So that that was a good season, man. I was focused that year. My junior year, I was focused. My last two years, I was like, that was the most focused I ever been when it comes to football. I was focused. Like, did you slow down with the party? Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped. I stopped partying. I only party on certain times. Like, it was only that semester I party like that. It was only one semester. It was crazy because everything was late. Like, you didn't do that when your freshman year. Usually, that's when it happened. I waited to my. And basically, you want to look at it school wise. My junior year. Wow. That was my junior year, because like, I was a junior in school when that happened. That was my junior year, and that's when I, I messed up my grade. So that was only one semester. That party in Spain, like that way, was only one semester. I party, but always had my priorities straight. But that one semester, yeah, I went all out. No, um, so did you have any pro aspirations after IUP? I did. I did. Um, I had. Um, I had opportunity. I was in minicamp with the Lions, and then I had a bad agent. He's he was in Detroit, and we um he trained we trained in Detroit, and he just sold me to one team, and they had way they were trash, but they had way too many veteran offensive linemen. He got me in that camp with them. They had like fifteen veteran offensive linemen. D lineman got hurt. Who's gonna go? That's crazy. And then I was I was I was down the press. I was talking to him like, no, nah, I want to keep going. And he is like, oh, I didn't think you want to keep playing. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to keep playing. So then Camp hooked me up with some arena teams because arena teams, I guess, was calling him about me. And then so uh, I went and played. This guy was um, he was an IEP guy. Played with Camp. He was playing. He was the head coach of Wilkesboro. Went out there, didn't play a lot because I just was. I just was. I wasn't mentally there. I was, you know, I, NFL didn't go through. I was just so mad at myself. So I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So that that season didn't go well. I think I only was up there like three weeks, and then I went back home. You know what I mean? And then I went back home. I didn't, I didn't play no games. I went back home, got focused again, um, and then I went back and played in Montana for a little bit. Then like that situation. I hired a new agent, played in Montana. That, he got me out of Montana. Didn't like that situation. They didn't like the way they were doing. They, were, they just treated the players like, I'm not going to say like trash. They didn't have no money. Like you had to pay for your own food and do that. I'm like, man, I ain't doing it. I have to do this in high school. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I, went, I played football in Western Pennsylvania. Like, high school football is serious in Western right. Pennsylvania. Like, I've been telling people, like, now I'm out here. I've been out here six years. Like, y'all take football serious, but they get everybody, everybody's like, yeah, Texas. I'm like, you don't want to go to Texas? Go to Western Pennsylvania. Like, it's serious. You was out there. You yeah. see, like, yeah, we sure. take football, football is different out there. Like, we take it serious. I'm like, nah, so. There was just so many stuff that I'm like, man, I got more than this in high school. Like, I'm not. This is supposed to be pro. Y'all supposed to be paying us. I called my agent. 
he got me out of there, sent me to uh, Manchester, and that was a, a good program. That was that was good. Stayed up there with ball and just starting to understand the arena game because it's different. You only got three linemen, it feels shorter. So a lot of your your footwork you can't use that no more. Yeah, you got to tighten it up because you don't got you don't got that much room. So I right when I first started understanding what I was doing, was starting the ball, I messed my shoulder up. After messing my shoulder, I just said, "Hell with it, I'm done." Because mm. I refuse to be one of the players that keep uh, trying to play well to the thirties. Because I was I was like my mid twenties, like I'm done. Two years removed from high, uh, college already. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to keep trying to do this. And they were paying well. Because they were paying, I'd have played. But that was when the real football first crashed. It crashed right before I got in there. And they weren't paying well. I think it was like 200 a game or something like that. I'm like, I'm not paying for these things. Mm. There's so many stories about you. Man, just bet checking, man. You know, some of, some, some of these IUP stories you got. I know you got a lot of them. I got, there's, there's so many IEP stories that I have. It, it's it's crazy. I'll tell you one. We'll go back to the Tepper with uh, Coach Tepper and uh, DK. DK was the DB coach. This is their, their spring, their first spring there. Tep, like I said, Tep wasn't big on like um, fighting practice. He wasn't big on hardly anything. He wanted everybody to be tough and classy. That was his model, tough and classy. I never bought any of that shit. <laughs> like ever, I never bought into it. I would never say it either. He's break the break that. I would never say it. But um, so we're we're in spring, and I remember Capizzi was getting whooped. I think I don't remember who was getting whooped by. He was getting whooped by somebody bad, like bad. I mean, every every play, boom, he I hear Cam stop the quarterback. This is wild at the time. Not Creewatch. Creewatch was there. He was a second string, and um. I forget. I think it was Titan. You might not know Titan. But he went to shoot. He transferred to shoot. Yeah, yeah. It was Titan. He was whooping Capizzi bad. And um, that man named Titan. That shit hard. That's a hard yeah, ass name. Yeah, man. <laughs> Titan was strong, man. Speaking of Titan, that we talk about Titan used to grab a telephone book and rip it. I never seen somebody's hands that strong before. His hand, he would, he could rip a tele, a full telephone and rip it. That's I could crazy. never do that. My hands are not that strong. My hands are strong too, but they're not that strong. I could never do that. That's crazy. Yeah, but but he, he was whooping Capizzi. He whooped Capizzi. Can't yell. Stay off the quarterback. And I remember he did something. I'm like, yo. And I say something to him. I'm like, yo, stay off the quarterback. Yo, he told us to stay off the quarterback. Pull up. I understand. No, I understand. I'm like, you not right. I'm like, listen, I understand, but don't touch the quarterback. I understand. You you do what you do. Yeah. You dogging him. That's what you do. Pull up. Don't touch the quarterback. Next play. No, no. Play went by. It didn't happen. The ball in play. Boom. He whoops Capizzi again. Accidentally. Because you see, he don't fail. Yeah, he did try to pull up. He pulled up a little bit. But they yell, can't yell. Stop the quarterback. Man, it was like red darts in my eyes. That's all I heard. Stay off the quarterback. I turned. I looked. Seen who it was. Seen who he was yelling at. Charged him. Boom! Big fight breaks out. Offense versus defense. We won, of course, like always. But um, Tep was mad. He was hot. He didn't like fights. He didn't like fights. This is uncalled for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff. <laughs> you got all these witches yeah. there. <laughs> this is uncalled for, man. We don't have to do this. This is not tough and classy. I'm like, man, get the hell out of here. 
We're doing up downs. Up downs. Tap, mind you, tap spring. I'm me, tap you. We're that close. He's blowing the whistle up downs. I'm not doing none. He's blowing the whistle. I'm just jogging in place. DK, mind you, DK is not that much older than me. He's probably like three years older than me. Mm-hmm. He's he's a DB coach. He just he just got done playing because I remember I think we I played against DK before. Right. You know what I mean? Like and he he yells, Come on, Roy, do your up down. We're the reason we're doing this shit. I look over at him and it's like, F you. Tap is right there, right beside you, right mm-hmm. beside me. He hears me. I'm still not going up down. He was like, so he blows the whistle. All right, we're only gonna do ten up downs, but somebody, I don't know who it was, going to yell to a coach, "F you!" Everybody hears DK say, "Come on, Rory." Tep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> act like they say, "Yo, Tep scared of you." He act like I'm right in front of him. He act like he didn't know who it was. After we did that, they called practice. He called practice. This was like seven oh seven that we that that fight happened. He called practice. Practice was over. We're walking back to the locker. They're cracking up. Everybody's cracking. The DB Sam, I can hear Sam cracking up. I'm like, yeah, why are you talking to Tep like that? I'm like, yo, Sam. And no, he's like, why are you talking to DK like that? Man, that's crazy. Him and G Mays, they're cracking up. I'm laughing. I'm like, and then DK, he's behind us. I didn't realize we're walking through the locker room, back off the field, and uh, and he's like, why are you talking to DK like that? Yeah, talk to DK. I'm like, man, FDK, man. DK, DK, two years older than me. I see DK in the bar and whoop his ass. <laughs> Flat out. Man, I said it loud. <laughs> Flat out. DK's behind me. He hears me. He puts his head down. Keep going. They ain't messing me ever since then. Tap or did they? Neither of them messing me. Like, Tap used to get on camp all the time. Camp, I think everybody buys in. But Rory, kid, what you got to do? Help him. Camp, was, camp used to look at him like, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I can't control him. Man, I used to, man, Tap hated me. Tap, if you talk to Tap, I know you still cool. You talk to Tap, he's not going to tell you he hated me, but he hated me. He hated me. I was the only one that didn't buy into the system. He thought his system was the reason why we were winning. No, your system, we were winning because you we had you still had the good players there. From, from big guy. From big guy. And what he didn't understand is not to my own horn, I had control over the team. Like, they knew, like, no, it's time to work hard. It's time to do this. We got to do this. We're not doing this party stuff. Like, Carly, they, they weren't doing that. They understood. They, they got in order because they're like, nah, they serious. So we all got to be serious. They upper class, and we got to make sure we go hard for all of them. Right. So everybody was serious about it. And I remember my senior year when you was there, I told Ty, I said, you're going to miss me when I'm going. I said, watch. Because I remember, I remember right before senior night, me and him got into it because I was F-bombing and stuff. And he tried to tell me. What he tried to he tried to tell me, I know you I know you're excited about the game, but there's no reason for f bombs that in the middle of the game. It's like trying to check me. I told him to get the f away from me. I said get the f away from me and walk and slap him away and walked away from him. He exploded. He didn't know what to do. He wanted to suspend me bad. He wanted to suspend. He wanted to suspend me that game so bad. But he knew if he suspended me, we probably would lose. That's crazy. Like that. Like that. Like, like for real. Like he's like. He's the leader. Like if I if I suspend him, it, it's gonna go bad. So he didn't do it. So what they did, I know. I went home after that game because I had my son at the time. That's where my senior years when I had my son. Um, so I, I was going home all the time after the game. I, I didn't party a lot of IP my uh, my last year up there because I was just ready to leave. 
I really most of the people that I came up with, they were already gone because I had, I had to play myself. I had that semester off. So I was just ready to leave. I went home, and I came back that Sunday. I had to go to the coach's office and sit there with Tappet. That's when I told him that. I said, man, you're going to miss it when I'm gone. Yeah, just so many, so many crazy IEP stories. No, man, tell me about the um, the time at camp when y'all found him in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tep, Tep had like, Tep, I think it was a diabetic. Tep's a diabetic, so he had to take his insulin shot. And I guess he didn't take it. So this was this was his first semester. This was his first year there. We're in um, we're in fall camp. No, this is fall camp. Yeah. He stayed, for some reason, when he came, he stayed in the dorms with us. Weird. Weird. But he, said, <laughs> he said he wanted to be with his players. Like, okay, you're being stupid, but I, I get it. That's what you want to do. So he stayed in the dorms with us, and they found him under the stall in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 12, like 12 at night. Like, you know, like midnight, some people found him. I didn't find him. I was asleep. But I remember everybody talking about it, and I'm like, yo, why didn't y'all come wake me up? He's like, man, we tried to. No, no, no. He said, no, nah, we weren't waking you up. We weren't messing with you. I said, hey, you should have waked me up or something like that. But he had some time. Everybody thought it was funny. And then we, I mean, we, and we said, yell at that. But Frank educated us on what the severity of the situation. Because I guess like that was like the real attack. Like Frank was like, no, you, he had a conversation with us at the end. Like, yo, Tep did too. Like, you ever see that happen to me? He's like, try to wake me up. You can't just go get just go get something from the training staff. Because it, it, it I guess he could have died. Damn. We didn't know. We're young, dumb, and fools. And he's a new coach, so they don't really care. What's they left his ass there. Left him there? They left him there. How did he get up? He came through. <laughs> you are, right? Yeah. You leave your head coach in the, in the bathroom, door can. Just leave him there. Y'all was hazing them, bro. <laughs> Y'all was hazing them, bro. Hey, hey, that should tell you right there that a lot of people were killed. No, what y'all thought he was drunk? I don't know. Some people thought he was drunk. They didn't know what happened. He was cracking jokes, though. Oh, man, that was the joke of the camp. The whole camp, that was the joke. The joke was the tap going to sleep like that. Man, yeah, that was crazy. I'm pretty sure all the skits was that. Yeah, he has some underclassmen. That was their skit. Tep passing out, he ain't like that, but yeah, we used to, we used to get it in with Tep. And then your senior year, I don't know if you remember that. This might this was one of the home games. No, this is home game. This might be one of the practices. Um, uh, pick Dan, Dan Pickens. We used to do we used to do um, say somebody's name and say never heard of them. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I I remember that. Oh man, you say somebody I've never heard of them, right? And, and everybody was like, no, we should do we should do Tep, we should do Tep. They always hear something. Like, I do tap. And I yelled it real loud. I never heard of a tap. Looked even like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he goes and tries like to call. He gets a, a little cup of water and pours it on me. It was like, Roy Thomas. Everyone was like, heard of him. And he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh. I'm like, yeah, come on, tap. Get out of here, man. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Um, Tap's a good coach. I got, I got, I mean, I know. We didn't get along on certain aspects because of his philosophy. When it comes to actual knowing he was talking about coaching, Tech was a great coach. He knew what he was doing. I just didn't agree with his philosophy. Or like the players he wanted to bring in something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't agree with. Because to me, he probably doesn't even know that that's the way it came off. But to me, when it came off, it looked at like, I'm not recruiting certain areas because I think they have bad character. You, you were basing somebody off their environment 
that they had bad character. I took that personal because the environment I came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you telling me you ain't give me a chance. If you look at my environment, that's what you're going off of, off of somebody's environment. You're not going to the places there. Like, that's where I came from. Right. So you telling me you wouldn't recruit me. So I took it personal. No, oh, man. Um, you speak of, speak of having your son, man. Tell me a little bit about fatherhood, man. How has that been? Fatherhood's been good for the most part. It's um, he he's twelve now, so he'll be thirteen. It's the only reason why I'm up here. I've been up here six years, but um, I mean, I love it. He's he's going through that. He's at that age now. You gotta you gotta tighten him up. Okay. So you said so y'all y'all move. From Beaver Falls out here? Or? Yeah, his mom's from out here in Lansdale. His mom's from Lansdale. I met her in college. And so um, she's from out here, and they lived out here. And uh, when I got that plan in football, I went back home, got a job. I was um, getting the sales right away. I mean, because right, yeah, remember, this was 08, 09. The economy sucked. Right. You know what I mean? I'm a business guy. And I, my major was business. Connie was trash. There was no jobs out there. There was nothing. But I knew I had to give a gap. I knew I could talk. I had the right personality. Everybody else told me, you got the right personality. Sales would probably be good. So I'm like, man, what kind of sales can I get into? And then uh, somebody told me car sales. And then the whole time, I'm like, man, car sales, man, he's watching movies. He's no sleaze bucket guy. I ain't trying to be one of them guys. And then I got into it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot because there was literally no other jobs around. So I gave it a shot. I worked at a Ford dealership back in Beer Falls, my hometown. And then um, I was really good at it. And I just started hounding. I just started hounding my sales skills, getting really like perfecting, just like I did the offensive line. I just got focused on that and just try to perfect my craft as far as selling. And just, I mean, and it, it came natural to me. And then once it became a game, I'm a competitive, super competitive, been competitive all my life. So when car sales became a game, the game was. And there's probably some car sales and it's probably kicking me up giving up game, but I don't care. The game was to me, the game was is to make as much money as I can without the other customer knowing. And I was great at it. Mm. I knocked a lot of people over the head. That's what they call it when you make a big commission on somebody. I knocked a lot of people over the head in the car sales. And they might actually see this and they could be like, hmm, I wonder if it was me. I knocked almost everybody over their head. I mean, I made a lot of money on them. That's crazy. Um, I'm saying, rethink, don't, rethink don't, it. yeah, don't hate car salesmen because you can make six figures selling cars. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, when did you transition to from car sales? So car sales, while I was in car sales back in, um, back in my hometown when I got to play football, I was, I was trying to find myself, figure out what I wanted to do, not too sure what I wanted to do. So I got a car sale because I knew sales I wanted to get into, but I started my own business then. Had my own business, uh, Thomas Financial Group, which is a loan brokerage firm that uh, I help businesses, I help uh, business owners get loans for their business. So we do commercial loans, and then now recently I got into the residential loans. So any any of the flippers out there, I'm helping a lot of people out with um, get financing for they want to buy a house to flip it, <clears throat> as well as do the construction part, helping them out with that, and I run their numbers. Because like I said, school always been easy for me. Math's always my favorite subject. Like I took all that stats, got A's and all that stuff. So the numbers, putting the numbers together and being able to be a salesman, that was my thing. So 
car sales and my my uh, loan brokerage firm started about the same time. But it was a lot of lear- learning curves because I had a son. So I couldn't go 100% into my business. I had to have money. So it's like, you know, you start your own business, it's hard. Like a lot of people, they hear about that, but I don't think you realize how hard it is to actually get into it. So it, it was super hard. I have a son. I have responsibility. As I told you before, I grew up in a single family household, no dad around. So my thing was like, I'm not going to be that. The absence of my dad was telling me, was showed me that's who I did not want to be. Right. So I had to have a job full time. So I always had both. I did. Because in my head, I was like, man, I did class, practice, lift, and all that all once and still had extra time. I could do it again in my adult life. It's, it's nothing. I don't not beat my body up. So that's what I did. I ran my business and I sold cars at the same time. And I did that for many years. Um, seven years total. Two years, excuse me, two years out there and then five years here. Okay. I, did, I did both. Sold cars and, and ran my business. So what are you what are you currently doing now that you're doing now, completely doing my business. Completely doing my business, the Thomas Financial Group, um, helping people out with loans, the commercial loans, all across the nation, not just here in Philadelphia or back home in Pittsburgh and Beer Falls area. So just it's just helping everybody everywhere with commercial loans and as well as the residential side. And the residential side with the flippers, I'm actually flipping houses myself now too. So I'm uh, just doing a lot of different things as far as just to help myself. And I'm actually like, I've been in sales all, I've been in sales 10 plus years, all my life. And, and you really want to go back to it. I've been in sales really all Legal and illegal, right. you know what I mean. Just just being that type of environment, most people can relate. If you come through like the the ghettos of America, you can understand like hustlers. I, I've been around that all my life, so it's just it, it can't easy to me. It's just, it's talking shit, so I don't spit. Right. It's easy to me. It doesn't matter if I got jeans on and a shirt, or I can put on an expensive suit and go sit and talk for my. It's just comfortable, man. I just talk to him, and I got that hustle mentality. So I got the street mentality. But I got the book smarts to talk with anybody. Right. So it, it's 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 a combination that I'm enjoying right now because I put a lot of time in really perfecting my craft at car sales. Car sales is probably the hardest sales. They already said it. In the industry said it. That's the hardest sales you can have. Because you're dealing with different people, you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing with emotions. People are building off emotions. You got to play on their emotions to get what you want. But at the, main, at the same time, you're only getting paid on commission. This is what people don't know. Car sales, you get paid on commission, commission only. So if you don't make money off that person, you get a lousy pay. Wow. So it, it's that balance. You're fighting against the dealership. You're fighting against yourself for yourself to make money. Because at the end of the day, the dealership gets paid different. So it gets to a point, a certain time of the month, they might just need units. So they just want to just pump them out. So they'll lose money. And it messes up the salesperson because you're like, man, now I gotta get a, a lousy mini. A mini used to be a hundred dollars. Like that's not you spend four hours for a hundred dollars. Like no, man, that's that's, that's bullcrap. You shouldn't do that. Right. And mind, you're not getting paid for the hour. You know, there's no base salary. It's all commission. Wow. So you gotta be able to fight that. So I really perfected my my sales and my people skills doing car sales for that many years. How could you stabilize living not getting, you know, I guess a constant? I was good at car sales. So you always got one. I was good. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't get one, like I was lazy too at times. Because at times I'd be like, uh, I 
for like doing anything. Because I knew when I wanted to sell something, I could sell something. And when I wanted to sell something, I always made money. I always one of the top gross guys in the dose. I never was. See, most people they was they was always talking about um, units. I wasn't a unit guy. Like there's guys that sell 20, 30 cars a month. I made way more money than them, and I sold fifteen. Because mm. because in my head, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why would I work that hard to do that, and I can make more than you and just sell less? So that's what I did. That's crazy. And uh, like I said, my gross, I'm always one of the top gross guys. I was always top of gross. I'm never top units. Sometimes I hit the highest for the units. Most of the time it wasn't me. It was somebody else. But it was gross because I perfected that craft. I was able to get there, relate to people, talk to people. They, they trust me, show them how to do it because I knew how to work numbers. And that was the main thing why I helped me in car sales. I would work the numbers in my head. And and they wouldn't catch on. Like, could they, I could work it faster in my head than the computer could do it. So they were like, oh, what you doing? I said, like, boom, I can do this, we do this, and we got this there. Oh, I could do that. Can you think you could do that? I know we could do it. Right. Oh, well, let me go check. We go back to the computer, and we do it, and give it up a secret. It would be, my number's always higher because I'm thinking of commission. I know I can get them way lower. I could probably get them $50 lower monthly on their payment. I'm not telling them that's money in my pocket. So I get them happy at that. Even though I know I can get them approved probably $50 lower monthly, I get them happy at that because that's my money. That's my commission. I got a family to feed. I got to feed myself. I got to feed my son. And so I got to do what I got to do. So I, I perfected that. And being able to do the numbers in my head helped me a lot because I was doing fast. Like like some of like the sales manager stuff was like, they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, let me check. I'm like, no, it's this, this, this. They were like, I'm going to check. And like, how the hell did you do that? I was looking at him like, this is what I do, man. Right. This, this is easy to me. This is numbers. And so, and that's that's how I perfected the game in there, man. And, and I, I excel. So, get back to your question. That never was an issue for me. Right. I never was worried about, oh, man. I didn't make no money this month. I can't pay my bills. That never was an issue. I never had an issue. No, man. Just tell the people where they could find a time to financial group. Yeah, right now I'm, I'm in the process because I my website got corrupted, so I had to take it down. But I'm in the process of rebuilding it. But um, uh, I do have the, the, the main name. It will be up Thomas Financial Group LLC.com is what it is. But um, yeah, so that, that's 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 where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life, just with my business and getting everything in order and just moving forward, just helping people. Man, I really like helping people. You know, I mean, you know, we, we joke and laugh and know it feels a prick and it's an asshole, but in life, that's really not me. I really got a big heart. I like helping people. Like, I help a lot of people. Like, I'm in some of, like, the crazy parts of Philly, booking at houses, and I just get along with everybody. It's crazy. People be like, how the hell do you go? How are you over in the Badlands? You ain't from here. Nobody knows that. You're, yeah. just, you're just there, and it, it, it's like everybody's comfortable, and you're comfortable. And they're like, man, I grew up in this to relate to these type of people. And so I said, the thing is, most people don't know, like, I'm them and they are me. I just got out. You know, I yeah. just had enough sense and with enough guidance was able to get out. Like, I can easily be that same person back home that they are here on their block, back home on the block doing the same thing they're doing. Right. So I don't ever judge anybody. I'm just trying, if I meet some guys that are really trying to like on the real estate, they're trying to really get their stuff together because Philly's hot right now with the real estate. If they're really trying to get stuff together and get a couple houses, 
I show them how to do it. Like, hey, this is how you do it. If you want to do it the way and really make money, you gotta you gotta use other people's money. You don't want to use your own money to make money. You do, but you only want to use a percentage. That way you're able to do more. So if you say you have a hundred thousand dollars to invest, realistically, if you use your own money, that's only one property. And you're still gonna be skimpy because it, it, depending on what area you buy it in, it might cost a hundred thousand dollars to buy the house. Right. That's all you got to invest. So that's all you got. Now you're looking at it like, nah, what am I going to do now? I got to still rehab it to make the money up on there. So I mean, a lot of people, you think they know, but they don't know. Or if they do know, they don't know how to get to the access. So I'm coming in bridging that gap for a lot of people that are in the um, the black communities and really helping them out. Just trying to just tell them like, hey, man, listen, I'm not, because I told a couple of these guys, like, I'm not from here, but this is your... This is your neighborhood. I know you guys are doing the houses and everything. I said, but let's do a corner store. I want to buy a corner store. You got any corner stores for sale? They looked at me like, you want to buy that type of stuff? I said, yeah, man. I said, I'll buy that, and then you can run a grocery store. Or why don't you buy it? Or I can sell it to you. We can go partner. We can work something out. We can work it out. And you have it. It's your. Like, buy it. Like, why don't everybody go to your, your corner store? Wow. And I'm telling you, some of these young guys, they're listening like, yo. That makes sense. That's what I want to do. And I'm actually in the process of working with some people. And that's that's the goal. Like there's a guy I was talking to. He wants he got warehouses. He's like, yeah, I want to do this in the warehouse. I'm like, man, listen, I can help you get there. Let me show you how to do that because you can't keep using your own money. Right. But you have to use other people's money to build more. So that same hundred thousand, if you do and you get a couple loans, you could probably get five properties because you only need 15 percent down. Then you get finance for the rest. Yeah. So now, now you see how that hundred thousand that you get stretches a whole different way. Instead of doing one property, you can do four at one time. Woo. And if you keep your budget right, now most people are gonna say, "Well, they're loans. I gotta pay them back." But that's when you gotta be disciplined. You gotta understand what you're doing, knowing what the numbers are, being tight with your numbers, and and doing what you have to do. That you you won't you won't get stuck with loans. You'll be able to pay it back. Oh man, I'm very, I'm very proud to hear hear that part of your story, man, which you have transformed into. Um, you know, one of my last questions, um, you know, what made what made you support the podcast and be one of our sponsors? Man, man, I seen when I when you first remember on um, Instagram, you asked like no question. I don't know how to do that. I, I suck on Instagram. I don't know how to do nothing. But you asked like, you know, if I had a podcast, anybody support? Immediately, like, yes, I definitely will watch. Tune in. And then I had no clue. I knew what the, the title was because you was advertising on uh, Instagram. But I had no clue what to expect. You told me a little bit about what your idea was with doing. I'm like, all right, cool. That, that, that's, that's good. I like that because you get a bunch of guys that used to be local that people don't know, see where they're at now. I'm like, nah, that's good. I like that idea. And then after I watched a couple episodes, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, he's got something here. I said, he, he, I said, he's got something here for sure. Because I, I watch on YouTube. I don't really listen to the podcast uh, on um, like in the radio too much. It's just because, not because I'm a visual person. I turn on, put it on the TV, and I walk around, do my work, do whatever I got to do, look back here. I can always hear if I'm walking around the house or I come back in front of, in front of my computer, looking up, listening while I'm doing my work. And I mean, just there's a lot of great content. You have a lot of great guys on there, man. And it was just, Interested to hear, I was, it was interesting to me to hear there were so many people that uh, former athletes that were doing well for themselves because I think that's important because in high school when you're in high school even when you're in college 
you get a lot of these guys, you don't hear about some of the success stories that from former athletes. Everybody's not going to be a professional athlete. Right. Most people don't understand that. Like, there's hundreds of players, especially talking about football, sports league players, there's hundreds of players. Everybody's not going to make it professionally, but everybody can be, it's going to be professional. You're not going to be a professional athlete, but you're going to be a professional. Whatever field you want to go into, that's up to you. So that's what you're going to do. So I was always intrigued by hearing other people's stories, how they came up, how they fought diversity, how they were able to overcome the things they had to come through and um, to get to where they're at now. So I didn't know none of the guys but Royale because he went to IUP. And, and then I listened to the, the podcast and listened to everybody. I'm like, and I feel like I got a connection. Like, if I see someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember him. I'm like, yeah, I remember him. was on the podcast. So I just thought it was great. I'm like, man, this is good. I seen the type of people that you were getting on there. And I be paying attention to the little comments or whatnot that you be getting on our Instagram. And I even sometimes look at the YouTube stuff. And I'm like, oh, people are buying in. Yeah. I said, people are buying in. This is good. And I and in my head, I'm only can imagine just reading that. I'm like, there's probably so many more people that are buying in that are not reaching out, that lose not even talking to, that nobody's talking to, but they're sitting there and they're thinking about like, man, let me go ahead and do this right because if I do, I get out, I get out of my environment I'm in, I get to college, get a free college education if I'm good enough, I get able to get a scholarship, I can go live my life. I don't have to be in a situation that I grew up in. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a prime example of a product of my environment, man. I, I got out of it. Right. I got out of it. Were there some hardships? Yeah, there was hardships. I still go through hardships, but I, it's it's nice for me to sit back to know that my son don't have didn't have to see some of the things I had to see at a young age. He like my son's still a kid. Like, he'll be 13 in December, but he's a kid. Right. Like, at 13, he's going to seventh grade. Seventh grade, me, it's me going to seventh grade at 13, I smoked weed. I, I was out there acting crazy. Right. Because it was probably my environment. That's what I was around. He don't know nothing about that. He's just an innocent kid. And I, I just, sometimes I'd be too hard on myself just because I got so many goals set for what I, what I want to do in life and not being where you want to be at. You know, I'm 36. I expected to be where I'm starting to go to now. I expected that 10 years ago. Right. Life doesn't happen like that. You know, so you got to keep pushing. And that's one of the greatest things about that I love about the podcast and I love about sports. So people can see that the adversities you go through in sports help in your real life because it prepares you to go overcome. So, you know, just like the offensive line, when you come in, somebody crack across your face and beat you that play, you're going to sit there like, shit, I got war. You know it's going to look bad on film. But at the end of the day, we got a full game to go. Right. That was one play. We, what you were, we were about 70, 80 plays a game? Yeah. That's one play. You can't let that go. You got you to overcome that. All right, man, that play's over. Go back out and do it all over again and be able to do it at a high level without beating yourself up and getting down. That's life. That's one thing I learned from playing football and I learned in life. So when, when stuff gets hard in life, I just keep going. You know what I mean? I always was taught. I always was, always was taught that um, – Tough times don't laugh, but tough people do. Right. And I'm one of the tough people, so I feel that I'll last. Like you just gotta you just gotta push through anything that you're going through in this day and age, no matter what it is. It could be if you're young, it could be your grades, if you're married, it could be your, your spouse, it could be your income, your finances, whatever. Wherever you're at right now in life, you're not where you want to be at. You just gotta keep driving, keep thriving, understand your goal, have the tunnel vision, and just go full speed ahead for it. And that's what I do, because 
I gave football my all. That's why I'm able to go back and not really be like, oh, regretting. And not with one of these bitter players like, oh, you didn't make it to the NFL. I got an opportunity. It didn't work out the way I wanted to. I feel like I could have played if I really got a really a real real shot. I think I would have played, but I'm happy because I gave it my all. It didn't work out, but I gave it my all. And if you give it your all, you can live with your life. You know, you get so many people that didn't give it their all, and they hate their life. That's not me. I gave it my all. I gave football my all. I gave everything I had. I was being a prick. I was an asshole, but that was the way I learned. So that's the way I, that's the only way I do. I work my butt off. Ain't no one ever going to say, we don't work hard. Yeah. I always work hard and I just carried over to my life, man. So now I'm into something that I, I'm finally getting into the groove of. That I'm happy with, with the mixture of doing my finance company and the mixture of um, doing the house flipping and flipping houses here, as well as getting ready, getting back to the market in Pittsburgh get in that market as well, because that's my hometown. I got to go back there and uh, flip houses too, because I'm not doing any now, just because I'm here. But um, just get it to my groove and just understand it and be like, all right, I'm feeling comfortable. Like, all right, this is this is where it's at. So this, it, it, I mean, it's good. It's, it feels good to be able to get to that place in life. I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm still striving, still grinding, still working hard, but it's going to happen because most of these people don't have the hustle that I have. I and mean, even they do have the hustle I have, they're not smarter than me, not to be ignorant. Yeah. Not to be arrogant, or to be, but they're not smarter than me. And that's and that's what's going to take me somewhere else that most people are not going to be able to get to. Just, you're not smarter than me because you, you need to do that something. And I can hustle. You're not going to outwork me either. Not only am I going to be, not only am I smarter than you, I work hard. I'm a hustler. Like, I know what to do. I, I, I'm going to do it. So, hey, you talent, I mean, you can be talented all you want. If you don't work hard, you ain't getting nowhere. Right. LeBron wouldn't be LeBron if LeBron didn't work hard. Everybody can't say he don't work hard because he poses on Instagram. A kid, he works hard. Definitely. LeBron works hard. Look at your best athletes, man. Some of your best athletes, look about football, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice was nowhere near the most athletic person. No. Nowhere near. He's the best receiver to ever play the game, probably. Why? Because he worked his butt off. He had talent. You got talent and you work hard, man. It's unstoppable. That's all you got to do. So back on to the people that's out there. I don't know what, what it matter where you're at in life, man. Just keep working hard, man. You got to keep persevering and just keep going because you never know what's going to happen. You got to remember, um, God willing, you're going to live long. So you look at it because I look at it. I'm 36. Like, man, I'm, I'm still young. Like and, and you look at the real scheme of life, if you live to you 80 and people are even, even living longer nowadays, man, you didn't even live half your life yet. Right. You still got a lot more things to accomplish. You just got to go after what you like. I know everybody's talking about chasing money. Don't chase the money. I tell people all the time, I have a mentor group I used to have, or just somebody tell them, don't chase the money, man. Chase your passion. The money will come. Chase your passion. Chase what you're good at. The money will come. Put into your hours and what you need to do, perfect your craft, the money will come. Everything else will fall in place. That, that, I mean, that, that's the main thing that um, that, you, that people should do. I mean, definitely chase, chase chase your passion. The money will definitely come. Trust me, the money will come. Money's not everything. There's a lot of people that uh, have a lot of money that are miserable. But you just you got to chase your passion. You go after what you love to do, and then it'll happen. It seems like you, you found a niche here. I love doing this. You, you found you found a niche here, man. I can tell, man. You found you found a niche here. You got it, 
And I can I can only imagine. I can, I know this thing is going to go a lot bigger than you'd expect. No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. Well, my to do list is I want to put together like a Western PA run because you know I play with all you guys out yeah. there. Um, just recommend me three dudes that you want to hear from that's out west that we play with. Yeah, who 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 you thought was the best or who got the best story? You know, because I want to get them on the podcast. I might go out there. We might do a homecoming. Me and Quasi been talking about going out there for homecoming. And I'll just invite a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I mean, B Hunt. B Hunt is one of the, I know how you, you say I was your old, older lineman. You should look up to. B Hunt was the older lineman I always look up to. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. B Hunt is the, um, one of the head scouts. He's like right the GM for the Steelers. Wow. Yeah, his, his story is great, dude. His background, like, I mean, you're talking about a guy come from the suburbs, both parents. I'm not going to tell you too much about his story, but great dude, Christian. I mean, really, really, really a good dude, but he's got a story to tell. Like, he, he's from the suburbs, but he's got he's got a hell of a story to tell. He's talking about perseverance, some of the things that went through his life, because I know him personally, like, that's my boy. I talk to him every time I go home. I just was texting him. I just was home. I just was texting him, seeing how camp and everything was going. Like that that would be definitely one that I think that um, I could help if, if his schedule permits, I could I could help assist with that and get him order. But his thing is gonna be a schedule. Scheduling conference is gonna be huge, especially during the season. It won't happen during the season at all. Well we can arrange that. <laughs> we can we can, we can <laughs> arrange to say during the season it definitely won't happen. I know for a fact he, he don't have the time at all. Yeah. Yeah, so but now nah, him. And then just some of the other guys. I mean, he's not even—he's not even in Washington today. But I think it'd be another great story for people here. Uh, Mike Jemison—that's somebody that you can you can get out here. And um, let me give you two more. Kareem Dutrell. Kareem Dutrell has a hell of a story. First power bet that I knew was a power bet when I was watching him. Yeah, Kareem Dutrell got a hell of a story. Yeah, Kareem. And um, Mike Reed. Mike Reed. Mike Reed's story is going to shock a lot of people. Do you know how you get the people up here that was uh, football or basketball? Mike was both. Played both in uh, high school and in college. He played basketball in high school. He won a championship that year. He played too. That's crazy. Yeah. Mike was nice in hoops too. And he was like Mr. Pittsburgh. Mike was nice. Mike's a good story. And then where he's at now in life, that that's a good. Mike got like a club or something. Yeah, he's a he's the um, I don't think he's the owner, but I know he's managing. He's he runs the thing. He ain't the owner. He's the CEO or something. He runs it. Yeah. Yeah. No man, that's that's super dope, man. I want to thank you for you know your sponsorship and thank you for coming to do this episode of Into the Boundary. Oh, no problem, man. No we, problem. we appreciate having you on, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate appreciate having me, man. Just keep doing your thing. Well, put that.